your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moralia Python Radio. We're at episode 268. Tonight, we are going to talk about it's just Owen and I, and we're talking about some of the current news that's going on, things that caught our eye, things that uh, we saw, you know, cruising around uh, the internet. Um, we're going to be talking about selling reptiles. Because um, we do know, that some... from time to time. <laughs> you know, yeah. Maybe. Owen is much, much better at it than I am, because um, you actually have to sell the things in order to, uh, <laughs> you, you know. You have to show people that you yeah. produce something. And now we're willing to sell it, you know. Yeah. You just hold it all. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we, we haven't talked about carpet pythons in a while, so that's going to kind of be yep. our focus. And um, we're going to be talking about what's up with our collections. And, of course, since we're days away from the 2016 NARBC Tinley Park, we're going to be talking about some of the things that you should do for show prep. Um Oh, tons of cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's been all week. This show for us. Yeah, we're also uh, one other thing is um, the announcement that we're going to make is the kickoff of the 2017 calendar contest. Uh, oh God! Tonight. <laughs> so uh, get into that as well. But um, yeah. Um, I wanted to say another thanks to uh, to Rob Stone and to all the people uh, that uh, mm-hmm. helped with the uh, five-year anniversary show. Believe it or not, it's probably the highest listened-to show we've ever had. There what was the seven, 1,700 listens yesterday, uh, just in a day, which was crazy. That so. Me and Owen are just going to make sound clips from now on, and then we'll just yeah, no, there's no clips. more, no more new episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to re-air old shit because apparently oh, that works. Damn. Um, so, so we're going to be, um, I guess, for uh, going in the future when we have anniversary shows. Hopefully, uh, we're going to, you know, for that particular episode, at the five-year episode, we focused on the first two years. Um, in the next one, we're going to focus on year three and four. So, uh, should be, uh, should be cool. That's, that's when we really got the juices flowing, uh, during that time. But, um, but yeah, man, we're, uh, you're all ready for Tinley or what? Getting there. Getting there. Right. So the, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I did a bunch of laundry uh, this weekend, so I was able to pack myself. That didn't take long at all. Um, right. And then today, I re I, I redid the show bucket. I mean, that thing is now packed to the freaking gills with uh, stuff for the show, and I'm and I'm bringing a ton of rogue T-shirts because I want to get rid of them. So if anybody wants a stupid rogue T-shirt. I'm going to give them away. You just have to come over to the table and ask, and I will give them to you. And you have to ask, which means you've listened to this episode and are hearing my voice. So <laughs> there you go. I've now given uh, everybody their homework for Tinley. So um, the show bucket is, like, almost freaking done. And it is uh, – like, I'm going to drop it off with you, which, mm-hmm. I mean, my road to Tinley is going to be way, way – harder than yours, <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 
I'm going to drop it off with you, and you're going to have to have Matt to help you get it into the, like, freaking uh, trailer. It's a heavy bitch right now. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll be fun. I knew, you, I knew you cursed me every time, like, you have to move that yeah. damn thing. So, um, that's ready to roll. And then I'm sitting here trying to get animals ready. And the funny thing is, is that I wasn't paying attention. Um, my, uh, my, my rodent food, like my, my freezer dipped down to where I need to normally fill it. So I filled it and now it's October. I didn't need to fill it. Like I didn't need to spend the money to fill it with all the frozen rodents. Cause now technically everybody's in the, in the, in the, um, starve now. Like every, nobody's getting fed. So I'm kind of like, cool. uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of like, do I quick feed everything and then that's their last feed and then let them starve out or just hold on to the rats? I mean, I don't know. So, but. So, so you didn't start cooling yet then? Nothing like no, that? No, 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 no. No, not not yet. I usually let them go the entire month of October without food at right. the norm, their normal temps and then I'll start dipping it down in November. Especially because even though this year it seems to be getting a lot colder a lot faster. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, I had a frost warning up here yesterday. So, we're kind of already quickly moving. So, um, but yeah, I won't start fiddling with the temps in their cages or the temps in the room till November. But everybody's now, all the adults that are going for breeding are now off food. So, yeah, yep. I, I, I've noticed um, now that I'm in the suburbs, um, I noticed that mm-hmm. it's definitely colder, uh, and it's definitely right. got colder quicker. Um, it was like oh. 42 degrees the other day, and, you know, I'm yeah. up early in the morning, <clears throat> but 42 degrees, man, that's cold. <laughs> well, you know? the problem is that when you move out of Philadelphia, see, Philadelphia is warm because you have the collective frustration of about a million people all in one place. Yeah. So That's true. it warms the city with their anger. So <laughs> now that you're out in the suburbs, there's not that much anger. So no. it's colder. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Everybody's it cold. Is. Yeah. Holding yeah. doors for people, letting them pass you when you're driving. Yeah, Freaking all... you out, isn't it? It's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I, uh, Some kind of trick. I, I went into uh, – this is off topic, but I went into Walmart yep. the other day to uh, buy a TV. And I, first of all, I hate Walmart, um, but I went in there because, you know, I wanted just a TV for the bedroom, whatever. Um, So I grab a cart and it's like riding all smooth. And I'm like looking at my (laughs) wife and I'm like, something's not right. And I can't, I can't place it because when I'm used to going into the Walmarts in the city, the cart's like, you know, <laughs> the wheels are all busted and it's, it shakes. It's missing and, a wheel. Uh, not yeah. Correct. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It turns to the left and you keep driving into people. Yeah, it's great. So, uh, but anyway, so, all right. So, so do you have your pairings planned out? Are you mapped out or are you yes. just thrown? Yes. Okay. All right. No, I am not that jello on the wall but you know i do have my pairings planned out which kind of you know means that when i do come to drop off all my animals on thursday uh i'm gonna grab that caramel jack from you 
because uh, uh-huh. I think he needs to be up here if he's going to be breeding with my animals because um, it doesn't work if they're an hour apart. <laughs> so no. um, they need to be kind of in the same place. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But I do have the planning set, ready to roll. Um, I got some good ones. I already have the Womas together because I never really separated them. And he's mm-hmm. been spurring her like crazy, like all week. So I don't know what the hell they're doing in there. Um, but we're getting ready. Uh, I, I mean, the white lips are also together. Um, the olives are going to go together soon. I mean, I'm not really going to put anybody together until uh, I'll probably start putting some pairs together around Thanksgiving. The ones uh-huh. I'm going to let winter over with each other. Uh, uh-huh. But everybody else is going to hang tight. Um I did pick up a few last-minute additions that kind of altered my plans, but a lot of the staple ones have stayed put. Um, the big thing is this is going to be our first year to try for Xanax. So uh, I'm going to take my Xanax male and throw it in with my super caramel female, and then we're also going to take him and throw him in with one of my tiger females. So... So super caramel, what was it? Super caramel what? It's just just a super caramel and an exanic. And an exanic, okay, all right. Yeah, so I'll make I'll make caramel head exanics, and then I'll make tiger's head exanic. And if I know of somebody who has tiger's head albino, I might be able to weasel one away from him, and then I have a pair that could make some sort of snow tiger. <laughs> now you're getting crazy. <laughs> what what have uh, I become? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. So I'm passing on breeding this year. I think I've talked about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna breed. Um, but I don't know. I, I mean, I'll, I'll play it by ear. If I see anything, you know that looks like it's going to go or wants to go, then maybe I'll do it. But I'm kind of, um, I kind of, I kind of like the idea of uh, stopping, taking a break. I counted, I did an inventory of my animals, including the babies. How much Mm. do you think I have? How many snakes do you think I have? 120. 237. Holy shit. That's a lot of snakes, man. (laughs) So, I, ha- I ha- yeah, I have to regroup, kind of, kind of look at things and see what's going to make the cut and see what's not, you know. So you're, it's you're a good year. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's a good year for me to uh, to, you know, like for instance, I I sold my caramel zebra uh, male because I have a super caramel yes. zebra jag. So what's the point of it having a caramel no point. zebra? Yeah. You know what I mean. So I have to start right. looking through and and looking at that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, uh, well, we, we, you and I had that conversation once when I was over at your house and you're like, I got to start trimming the fat, but I don't know where. And I opened up a drawer and I'm like, what's this? You're like, it's a brettle, you know, it's a head stripe. I'm like, okay. I open this up. You're like, those are my brettles head stripes. Like I have a trio. I'm like, okay, move over. I'm like, what are these? You're like, those are the stripe brettles. I'm like, why do we have the heads when we already have the stripes? Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, well, there we are. So yeah, it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Every once in a while, you got to take a couple steps back. I have had to do the same thing, where it's like, why do I have this when I already have that? So, yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, um, there's there's uh, there's a lot of you know projects that um, you know that uh, I, I, the one thing that I, I noticed with this move and you know I, I, when I was talking to uh, Chris Chris Alemi, you know, I was kind of stressed out when I was doing the move and everything, and everything was just mm-hmm. it just didn't feel settled and. You know, it was just very like stressful with the snakes and everything. And now that the room is kind of settled in and everybody is kind of settled in and I'm, I'm getting a feel for everything. And, um, I, I kind of feel like, um, I, I feel like I got my, uh, not, not that it was gone, but I feel like I got my spark back for, for carpet pythons and stuff and like the projects mm-hmm. that I had. And, you know, I guess it's because I wasn't spending a whole lot of time, but this is the one thing I got to say, man, you know, out of all the snakes that I have fucking carpet pythons are rock solid, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, when I was moving them, they sat in tubs for a day on the floor and like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it was just like, yep, they're good. No, no, no worries. No issues. Just is what it is. And, you know, they really don't care. And I mean, I've had those moments where I'm cleaning and I put somebody in a tub because I'm cleaning and then I end up walking away because the phone rang or something. And then I come Uh back like two hours later and then I continue cleaning but I don't start at the cage that I was, that I left at. So the snake's still in that tub and I clean the whole room and I end up putting the tub like away. Cause it's like a black uh-huh. tub that I just used to put snakes in. And then like later I'm like upstairs and I'm like sitting there and watching TV. I'm like, Oh shit. And I have to run downstairs. I pull the tub off the shelf. It's been in this bin for like hours. And then mm-hmm. you can put it in the cage. It's just like, Oh, thanks. It was kind of dark in there. But, and you think about that with several other animals and that would be like stress to the max and very unhappy, not eat for a week kind of a deal yeah. for carpets. They really don't care. Dude, the, you know, I'm going through like the babies and stuff and like, you know, they're just like, nah, we don't care. <laughs> it's, life is good. Yeah. You know, they're ready to eat. It's, I mean, exactly. It's not, like, I wanted to, I'm like, are there some of them like you're feeding us now, right? It's like, really? So it's, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking forward to taking the year off, so to speak. I mean, I, I will set me back with some of my projects and stuff, but I'm I'm not really, really too, too worried about it. I mean, Sorry. I, I have I'd rather have the healthy animals and everything be good. And I still have babies from, you know, that number that I said does include, uh, you know, babies from 2016 and 2015, you know, I mean, I still have a lot of babies that, that, you know, of course I'll be bringing them to Tinley, but you know, uh, they gotta, they gotta go, (laughs) you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, if you think about it, uh, just a good chunk of my, like even my citrus tigers, you know, I have, I have like four that I use, Mm breeding and stuff and i just made i made i made the head albinos i made two clutches of those i made i still have animals from the clutch that i that i had the year before um and you know they look they look phenomenal um so it's like oh, do i really need all these uh, you know what i mean do i need these citrus tigers yeah. and you know a good chunk of them are males and stuff they're beautiful snakes that's why i have such a hard time like letting them go 
You know what I mean? It's just like, ah. Uh. Right. But, I mean, well, the thing is that also taking a year off lets everybody settle in and then just come yeah. back in the 18th season with a vengeance. I mean, that's just how it rolls. Um, it'll give a lot of time for some of the females that have had multiple clutches in multiple years to relax. And, you know, it gets you also, it gets you to the point where you can raise up a few animals and a project that you maybe might not have been able to hit this season. You can now hit next season. And it's almost like a sure thing because you've waited a year. So that's fine. That's great. And you're probably going to get more eggs than you know what to do with because they've had a whole year to just build up stuff. Um, I, for one, want to know how drunk I have to get you at Tinley to get you to agree to a bunch of breed loans um, over here that you don't may not want to do. So That I may not want to do? Like what? Yeah. I don't know. I might want to just take your entire bread lie project. <laughs> you know the ones I'm talking You know the ones <laughs> I'm talking about. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, those. Oh, those. That one. The ones no. we don't speak of. Yeah. Well, the ones we're not allowed yeah. to talk about. <laughs> yeah. They're doing very good, very, very well. So, yeah. Of course they um, are. They, uh, they, they, uh, they probably could go this year. I'm not sure, but you know, we'll see. Damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're big enough for sure. That's, I know. That's no. Yeah. yeah. I only yeah so <laughs> that that kind of brings me to uh, you know I've been cruising around the internet a lot more because now I have some time and um, I saw this thread. Um, and it kind of got my wheel spinning. And I think we might have talked about this a little bit, but um, it was on the Carpet Python discussion group page. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that carpets are overproduced? Uh, what do you think about What do you think about that? Well, I, I, I kind of found it funny that the guy who was asking this question, like, was fairly new. And it almost seemed – and I want to give him the benefit that he wasn't trying to troll everybody – but he seemed to throw it out there like he was throwing the torch into the gunpowder room and then running away. So I want to say it was a legit question, but part of me and also some of the comments kind of alluded that it wasn't. But either way, carpet pythons being overproduced, I don't think that they are because I still have no problem selling out of my babies. And I don't really have to start slashing prices. Now, I know there are people out there who the season begins and the animal is $500, and when the season ends, it is $200 because they want it off their table as fast as humanly possible. And I know a lot of people that are screaming about them being overproduced and that they can't sell them are the people who have one clutch of carpet pythons, don't do shows, throw something up on Facebook saying I'm breeding carpet pythons or throw one ad up on King snake and where they don't get the bites and the hits that they really, really want assume that everything is the sky is falling and they can't sell their animals that are being overproduced and it's somebody else's fault. Um, I mean, how many carpets does Nick produce a year? You think thousand, 2000? No, no, not that many. Um, I, I don't know. He said he had a bunch. Three hundred, maybe. Three hundred something. All right, so yeah. Nick, let's say Nick produces three hundred something carpet pythons, and he has no problem selling them. And I know that he's got tons of customers and he's producing tons of things, but he also knows that 
you don't produce out of the 300 carpets you you produce, you don't produce 150 of the same goddamn thing. That's yeah. where I think you kind of have the problem. It's carpets aren't being overproduced. Is a certain thing being overproduced? Yeah, I guess uh, I guess my thought would be that um, I don't think that they're being overproduced, but I do think that sometimes people are doing pairings that are not necessarily the best pairings well, per se. People people can't help themselves. I mean. People may have only access to one or two carpet pythons, and they want to breed them, so they're going to do it. I mean, you can't stop those people. We don't want to stop you with your collection. Knock your fucking self out. But right. don't expect everybody to line up at the door to come get your stuff when you decided what you were going to do was throw a jungle you got out of a tub at a reptile show to a jungle you think is a jungle that you got off Craigslist. And you're going to throw it out there for the same price that Headhunter asks for their um, uh, jungles. That ain't going to happen. So don't expect it. Yeah, I think I think that, um, you know, personally, um, I think, you know, if we're just going to go like the subspecies level, you know, I think that if you're producing um, – a clutch of whether it be jungles or coastals or, you know, even, even bread lie, uh, you know, anything, anything in that vein um, that um, you're doing it from stellar parents and has nice lineage. Even if, even if ne- the, the animals aren't necessarily pure, well, I don't mean that by lineage. I just mean that like, well, you know, you can trace it back that, that, that it comes you know from, it from very good mm-hmm. stock. You know what I mean? Where the where the animals are are top notch. I don't think that people will have a problem. I mean, I see people selling jungles all the time, and they sell. It seems like they sell rather quickly. They're in that three to five hundred dollar range, depending on you know uh, mm. the parents or you know the the the, Coloration. the quality color. You know, mm. you wait a little longer, you're going to pay a little more. You kind of get it when it's young. You know, you you stand a chance. You, you kind of take that, I call it the chondro chance, where, yeah, you might get something <laughs> stellar, or you might just get, you might get something, uh, yeah. uh, something no. that's not that's great. But um, <clears throat> I think when it comes but, to that, yeah, what, no problem. Well, let's put it this way. I mean, imagine if you were to do two clutches, no. and we're going off like purely subspecies, two clutches. One right. was one, one was a pair of diamonds that you got from Greg and bloodlines up the wazoo and you produced 20 baby diamonds. Yeah. On the other side, you got a pair of coastals that you thought were kind of neat looking and you bought them from one is from, let's say Jason with bloodlines in the lineage. The other one was somebody just gave it to you. Right. And you produced 20 babies, which right. ones are going to sell faster. I would think that the diamonds would sell faster, even though they're going to be diamonds a higher are price. Going to fly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's not necessarily so. Now next year, after you have like maybe you have like six of those coastals still kicking around, do you really repeat the freaking pairing? Hell no. <laughs> no. Exactly. I mean, Why? I already had right. a lot of babies. I'm not going to do it. Right. But do you repeat the diamond pairing? 
just shit. Yeah, right. I mean, of course, because those babies are all gone. People bought them from you. They lined up and grabbed them. They're out the door. So yeah. why, what people don't do and where you end up having the problem where people think that animals are being overproduced is you still had those six baby coastals, and then you bred the parents again. And now you have 26 baby coastals. But the problem right. is, is that you, the, 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 the people who bought from you before aren't going to come out and buy from you again. So now you're, it's even harder to sell those 20 baby coastals, but now you still got the six kicking around from last year. And that's where right. you kind of run into the problems. That's why I really don't like doing repeat pairings. I really don't. And yeah, like, I don't I'm either. For something. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan of it. I mean, uh, the only time that I've done that is um, when I would breed something for myself, and then breed yeah. something that just, you know what I mean. So it's like okay, or if I'm I've, curious if something would reproduce or did I just happen that it just happened on a whim you know what I mean that exactly. kind of deal I I've done it because my first year I bred Talon and Trinity I got Echo and I wanted to breed them and I bred them again the following year because I wanted to see if I could get a female that kind of looked like Echo and I didn't so then I stopped <laughs> so it's <laughs> like there's no freaking point because now right. I have Echo, and Echo's growing up, and Echo will make the babies that look like Echo, and he has. So that's the, where it goes. I mean, uh, the only time I would ever repeat pairings would be something like Tigers, where what am I looking for? I'm looking for great striping out of my male and females to make some great-looking striped Tigers. Did I do that? Yeah. Right. So I'm going to hold back this girl. Well, I kind of want a boy from this pairing, or I kind of want a boy Tiger with really good striping. I'll do it again. Plus, tigers sell. They always sell. They never yeah. don't sell. And you know what? I don't care if I have a few extra tigers left over because once they get bigger, they sell again. So it's fine. Um, that's the only other time I've done repeat pairings. Everything else, it's never the same unless, like, the pairing failed or, you know, uh, I got a clutch out of her, but only three of them were good. I'm going to do it again. And – try to even get some better odds and some better animals or something like that. Oh, or it's the bread lie and I don't have anything else to pair the bread lie with. What are these tigers that you're putting up here on the chat? <laughs> oh, these are animals that, um, are those the head uh, No one's allowed to look at those. All of you divert your eyes until I've taken my pair. Everybody look down. <laughs> Damn it. Listen so, to me. So, so the one I held back is that uh, that one there in the bottom. In the bottom Man, corner, yeah. Oh my God. Mm. So I'm tempted. I'm 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 tempted to bring that one to Tinley, um, <clears throat> just so I could show it off so that people could see what the what what they look like as they age. Now, what's crazy is um, there's another look that they have, and if you look at the the picture of the one that kind of is above it. Um, mm-hmm. That is sort of what the other one looks like. Um, <laughs> Don't bring it. Bill's going to try to buy it from you. He has that sense <laughs> nah. of like he's going to throw money at you until you you say yes. So yeah. Now that very first one I think is going to turn mm-hmm. out like the one in the bottom. So that's you one. You telling that, me this, uh, or are you telling everybody this? I'm telling everybody this, but uh, damn it. Yeah. 
So, I mean, these are animals that I've held on to. They're growing up. See what I mean about the whole, you yeah. know, I mean, like, should I want my own animals that, that look like this and, and that I've produced or do I, you know, uh, sell it? The other one that well, uh, was, go ahead. I mean, well, the other thing is that with you and you doing repeat pairings, you hold back entire clutches. So you need yeah. to do a repeat pairing so that you can have a clutch to sell to the public. Because yeah. the other one you you keep, and that aggravating thing that you do. So I mean, it's it, it's almost like for you, doing a repeat pairing is for so that you have your say out of the animals that you want, and then you have another you have more options that when you start releasing animals. So you know you produce the first clutch of tigers head albino, and you got some great results with the striping that were unexpected. So you repeated the pairing so that you could have more to look for to get the pair that you really, really wanted, as well as have some that you could release to the public when the time came. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I'm really happy with, uh, with the way these are turning out. I think that, uh, yeah. the colors are really nice. Then now that one that I know you eyed this one up, it's like the, the, I did the third one with that, Crazy I, head stamp. <laughs> I eyed him. I eyed him up when he came out of the egg. So because yeah. I was there, god damn it. So yeah. Then the uh the other the other clutch I have is the uh this will give you an example of the ocelot jag to albinos. Right. Um, the ocelot so, albinos. So that first one is actually just a normal. Um, had albino, mm-hmm. but uh, you can see, like, you can see where the ocelot stuff is sort of there. I don't know. I think that one's going to be a killer adult. I, I think it's a, I'm holding that one back. And then the jag, the second one, yeah. I don't really see any ocelot per se in it, but right there, um, all the way, like, if you're looking right at the baby where its whole body curves, isn't that an ocelot more like ocelot, like right there in that one saddle, right yeah, there I in guess the middle? I, I guess. Yeah, to me, I think this is, would be something that you'd have to breed back or, um, you know, to, to sort of see what's going on. Um, yeah. I think, though, that the thing that I do think, though, that these are, I mean, basically they're jungle jags, had albino. I think that this mm. one here is going to be uh, is going to be really nice and have a real nice yellow to it, um, that jag uh, that's there. And that's pretty much what that clutch looks like. Um, and I was, it was kind of weird because when the, when the, the normal looking ones came out, I was kind of disappointed yeah. because you couldn't see all that, like there's like contrast in the saddles and contrast, even along the back, you can kind of see, and it's got a weird head pattern and weird, like face, like striping at the neck. And I don't know, just very interesting animals, uh, but, um, I don't know. That's some of the stuff that I'll be bringing to Tinley, stuff like that, uh, you know. But, uh, you know, I don't know. So I did – I did uh, one of my uh, questions that we had on the uh, on the thing – well, this kind of ties Born. into the over overproduction. Um, yeah. You know, when it comes to the morph side of things, um, I don't know. Sometimes I, I – I think you have to make a decision on like what, what you're going to do um, and what, 
Right. You know, people are kind of going to look for you. I mean, I think, Owen, you've kind of like taken the caramel route. Um, yes, I You're have. kind of the caramel guy. But, <laughs> but that doesn't – but here's the thing. I've taken the caramel route, but that doesn't mean I'm not building other projects because, dude, I – I got a I got a new red tiger mail this over the summer to make some red tigers again because uh, I lost my original red tiger mail so I needed to have that hole filled and then I picked up the Russian tigers from Curtin so having those two projects brings in two red projects that I didn't have before so when people sit there and they do the whole like caramel or red it's you know it's a it's a fuck you both kind of deal that you should I think everyone should have um and it's but my bread and butter is going to be the caramels for a while because I got plans for them but it's at the point now where we're shifting them into the next step which is mixing the exanic in there to start chasing down the uh caramel exanics or the you know poor man's goat so um (laughs) It's like that's just the next step, and obviously that's the step you need to take. But when it comes to the more stuff, I know what I'm getting, and I know what I'm going to get as a byproduct of my morph project. So why do I need to do anything repeated? Like I'm going to make caramels, like because I'm going to have my caramel jag is going to go to my caramel females. So I'm going to make super caramels, super caramel jags caramels and caramel jags and all that stuff. So I had him doing all that. What would be the point to breed, say, one of my caramel males to a normal female? I would just be making caramels, and I'm going to have plenty of caramels out of that one pairing. I mean, Venus is going to drop 32 eggs. She usually does every year. And they're not all super caramel jags as much as I wish they were. So... Mm -hmm. Why make another pairing of the by what else I'm what I'm, I'm going to get the byproducts of a morph project is where I could get into trouble. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I just posted up on the chat. Uh, Eric Hernandez's uh, red jag. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Holy shit, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's selective breeding. See, see, I mean, he's not going to have any trouble selling his animals because he thought out no. his pairings. And uh, he was pretty selective with it. So, uh, I mean, that animal. What you need to do. I mean, basically has no black on it at all. I mean, there's no black. Yeah. I know, but still, look at it. It's It's very pretty. It's gorgeous. So, hopefully, it Uh, eats all that stuff. You know, one of the other things I saw. as I was poking around on uh, Morelia mm-hmm. Pick of the Week, was that uh, pied, quote unquote, diamond? Uh, I love that see, thing. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> the updated picture on that thing was sick, yes. man. Holy shit. That looks so um, good. Yeah, I'm going to try to uh, share that picture if I can. I think I can. Yes, I can. Um, it really looks like a uh, like a stardust diamond. Oh, um, oh that's pretty. <laughs> yeah, but man, that that really uh, came along nicely. That was from uh, Michael uh, Aslam. Um, 
man, that's just a cr- crazy, crazy snake. I'm sure he he's he's probably has some some pretty cool plans for that coming up in the future. Yeah, I mean and, he has to. I mean, how could he not? I think that this is a chimera. I think this is kind of what the the uh, the consensus was. But if you look at that, like right on the neck there, yeah. um you can see like the pattern of a diamond and then all of a sudden it turns into the stardust and then there's a little tiny bit where it kind of looks like the pattern again and then it just kind of turns into the stardust and you know that's that's pretty wild um i'm not sure where that white is coming in at that might be from you know like the the stardust i guess look or reduced pattern whatever you want to call it um I think they're pretty much the same thing, but that animal's amazing. It is so cool sure. looking. Well, seeing that if we're going to throw up animals, I wanted to throw this one in the chat. And I also kind of wanted to get your opinion of it. You've seen him before. So I think I sent you like a ton of pictures when he hatched. But this little jag that I got hanging around at my place. Oh yeah, that's a. She showed me that one the other day. Yeah. So, um, this jag, it was honest to God, a red jag with one of my high contrast Queensland. So okay. I have no idea what the color is going to be on this little bastard, but he looks like this dusky orangish kind of tan almost. He's really kind of cool looking with that, and then his pattern is so sickingly reduced, it's ridiculous. Like, I already kept back one of Echo's sons from this year because I thought he had a really great reduced pattern. And then this thing mm-hmm. shows up, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> so, it's like, yeah. I don't, so he's not leaving. As much as KJ wants to say that he's leaving and going to KJ's place, he's not leaving. It's not happening. And I also know for a fact that KJ is out of Timor Pythons to tempt me with. So it is not happening. So, you know, <laughs> um, it's just not happening. But it's like, what? Yeah, I, I don't even know where to go with this guy. I mean, obviously, I'm just going to keep feeding him and let him let him hang out. But I, I think the color will change. What? I think the yeah. color will change um, as as it gets older. Um, but the thing that that I really like about this snake, and I think I would call it Dash the dots that kind of like go down its back. It's like mm-hmm. they're small, small, and then it gets a little bigger, a little bigger then they're small. It's just really cool. Um, the side patterns. I mean, if you, if you bred that with a really nice striped tiger, I bet you, you could almost yeah. that disappear, man. You know what it reminds me of that. Uh, Um, not the uh, not the one that Nick wrote, um, but the one from. Uh, hold on, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, the cover of it. God damn it! It kind of reminds me. Remember when Will Leary was running around doing the uh, super yes. Tiger Jags? He kind of reminds me almost like that. Like that's where he kind of is would be. And I think breeding him to a tiger would just even reduce it further. And it's cool because it's 
like I've done Jags to Tiger pairings and gotten and gotten what I thought were really reduced Jags that weren't even as reduced as this guy. So, and and honest to God, he came out of a pairing. His mother was one of those animals that would never breed with any of my boys. So I was convinced it was a male. So I had pretty much phoned it in as I'm never going to figure out what this animal is because it wouldn't breed with any of my males and didn't show any interest with any of my females. So finally last year, I took my breeding male off of the, uh, like my breeding, my older breeding male talent out of retirement and chucked him in and he bred her. So see, there's see a Seymour Python. So yeah. if somebody wants that Jag, there you go. So did you see that Jag? Did you see the Jag in the corner there? Yeah. Yeah. That's like what that. I think. Yes. Yeah, he's going to have to stay here with me. So. <laughs> I thought that would change your mind. Yeah, he's going to have to stay here with me. Sure. So I, I, we're going to have to see what he does. Um, but And also, I dig like that little shark tooth thing on his head. So I don't know why. Yeah, but. that's a cool snake, man. I would definitely – that would definitely be a keeper. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, so – do you think do you think that with this well one of the things that I love about the fact of um you know this time of year in particular is is that over in Australia everything is hatching <laughs> here in the or states being laid and all that stuff yeah <laughs> we're getting ready to uh-oh what's this why He's a team more python team more python yeah why uh, what did it do uh he called it quits on Timor Pythons? No, it's just KJ doesn't get along with his Timor Pythons because when they come to me, they're babies. And apparently when they were with him, they were like hellions. So wow. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Not to the Timor, to you. <laughs> oh, oh. He's flipping you the bird, Owen. Oh, he's flipping me off. Yeah. Yeah. You better stay in his good graces. You got to get those Duns pythons, man. So, um, shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the uh, the cool things, like I said, about this time of the year is over in Australia, everything's hatching here. We're getting ready mm-hmm. for you know uh, for the new season and what what's going to be popping out. Who's going to be producing what? Um, do you think that we will get to producing? A super zebra that is yellow, like like you see in jungle. We're talking like neon yellow. Yeah, think it's possible. No, I don't think the color is going to pass through. Like I don't think it's going to. I think in order for it to be a super zebra, it's not going to be as bright as some of its zebra brothers and sisters. Because I mean, look at it this way how many really, 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 really attractive zebras are out there? Attractive zebras? Yeah. There's a lot. Like really nice bright yellow and really nice dark black. It's awesome, yeah? And there's a lot of them. I mean, yeah. I, I, can, I can pretty much count on one hand the number of super zebras that have kind of had really nice yellow, one of which is the one that Jason has uh, that he brings to shows. 
that'll probably be at Dinley Park. But uh-huh. I, you'd think if somebody had produced a neon yellow Super Zebra, it would be freaking everywhere. But there's not – do you think that there's been that many produced? I don't think there's been that many produced. Well, there's. Well, the problem is, is we've had that many zebras now. I mean, you've had some good-looking zebras, and they've been able to produce babies. So if you had it's, – it's gotten to the point where if you had one good-looking zebra female, her sons have been old enough to breed back to her for a while now. So – or at least a season or two. And we still haven't gotten the really nice bright yellow super neon. Now, is that because we haven't dipped into the, like, gamma zebra shit and stuff like that? Maybe. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I just think that people avoid that pairing. I think they do. People shy, I think tails. people shy away from the zebra to zebra pairing because you don't really see it that much. Well, I, I also think that people, you know, it, it, it's it's one of those things where you do have to deal with certain aspects. It's like how people used to shy away from Jag. I mean, the babies yeah. are going to come out. Super Zebras can be a little wonky, and also Super Zebras have those tail issues. And depending on where the kink is, is in the tail, that could affect it. So you can get this stellar-looking Super Zebra baby, but if his tail is completely screwed up from his vent down, he's not going to last. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. Or if you I, I don't try know. To, or if you try to dock the tail and you fuck it up, you could totally kill it. Whatever. You know, the t- you we have yeah. seen them where the tail hasn't been an issue. Um, yeah. I don't know. You're you're right. I mean, I, I would almost want to see more of. I almost would hope we kind of see more of that, some super zebras without the tail issue, as opposed to super zebras that have really bright color. Color we can get by mixing and matching and doing all the horrible things we've done to get the color in certain animals before. But, you know, I'd like to see more pointed, nice tails. I mean, Jason's has that perfect tail. So he's throwing that thing up slow. So I'd still like to have one. I think they're cool looking. But me too. But I'm gonna do it the long way because yeah. I'm gonna breed my own zebras, and then I'm gonna wait several years and breed them, yeah. or I'm gonna leech off of somebody who I know that has multiple animals and will breed them and allow me to get them from them. So <laughs> yeah. Um, the other one that uh, sort of has not really been out there. I well, let me put it this way. I think if if the pure super zebra Neon yellow. Mm-hmm. People in Australia are going to be the ones to hit on that. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I'm kind of almost like the one that's going to be like our bread and butter over here when it comes to super zebras. I think you kind of have some really good uh, exanic super zebras. Because I've kind of seen some already coming out of Todd's place and uh, Mm -hmm. with Nick, not with Nick, but with Hashem and a few other people. Like, they're they're, they're getting there. So, to see the Xanax Super Zebras, I think we're really going to see some really nice, like, silvery blue patternless carpets, which is kind of cool. Yeah. 
I can't I can't touch it because it's a horrible Uber mud, but it's going to be pretty cool looking. Yeah, well, maybe uh, eventually, somehow, maybe through the porthole in Germany or something like that, the exanic jungles will make their way to and your then collection. Then I can have fun with these things. Yeah. Then you need. can make an exanic super zebra. <laughs> yeah. That's all I ask is for is, is exanic jungles and albino coastals, and then I can have fun like everybody else. So. Yeah. So what do you think? Yeah, what do you think would happen? Let's just say you know tomorrow that they open up trade with Australia mm-hmm. and you can sell snakes we'll and call him, blah 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 and we'll, all that. You, do you think? You know, we're calling Darren. I mean, I want silver peppered and I want the good ones, the ones that haven't been touched by other shit. I want the <laughs> pure inlands, okay? None of that crap. And yeah. I'll know the difference, goddammit. So. I'll tell you um, what, man. I'd like some of those striped gelatins. Holy shit. That's yes. Nice pairing that he's got that going. Would be great looking. Yeah. Oh. Really nice. Some cool stuff, fantastic. man. They, yeah, they have some cool stuff down there for sure. No doubt. So maybe one day. Um, Perhaps. So, so, yeah, let's talk about selling reptiles. So the big thing this week is all over the internet and everywhere you turn, somebody's talking about it, is that Facebook has banned mm. the sale of reptiles. Well, animals, but, but we'll, for the sake of our conversation, animals. reptiles. Well, it, it's animals in, part of, in, in a Facebook store. So if you have a page, you can have a Facebook store. And then you can list animals to be sold in there. Now, they've already done this when it comes to, like, guns and dogs and various other things. So moving into all animals and reptiles is really not that much of a stretch for them. Now, they haven't totally outlawed putting up classified ads and putting up an album that says you're trying to sell these animals. So uh-huh. I don't really know what they're trying to get at here. So, but I don't know. Well, uh, I did some digging around, and Go ahead. when when I looked at, let me see if I can pull up the group. Um, it was uh, they basically said, from what I understood, this has been something that's been going on for a while. This has always been part of their um, yeah. part of their their thing, but um, I guess because of this new marketplace that they had come out, um, mm-hmm. they absolutely will not let you put, do it in there. Now, apparently, people have been doing like you know workarounds and different ways to do things, and you know that kind of stuff. Um, but I saw, uh, uh, damn, I can't find it. Um, mm-hmm. There was a, let me see if I can find it. There was a post that I know I saved it somewhere. Let's see, saved. Um, and basically, oh, here it is. Mm. And it talked about, um, Coming up here, give me a second. Pick 
your time. I'll just stare blankly and not speak. So this way we can have utter silence. (laughs) That's good. That's good for radio. Well, it's one of those – I know, but it was one of those things where you never – honest to God, it was never probably something that Facebook thought they would ever have to deal with, but it is something, and I can understand completely why they would not want to be involved in the sales of animals. So shit goes cockeyed. But that doesn't necessarily mean, like, I have my Facebook page for Rogue, and all I have is a little photo album that has all the babies we have for sale that has their prices on it and said, hey, if you want these things, contact me. It's not a listed item on the marketplace that Facebook itself runs. It's a picture and a price and a contact me. It doesn't have anything about, you know, click here to buy it. I mean, that's, that's, it's not technically part being sold through Facebook. So I don't know if they're going to let that slide or if I'm going to get some sort of message or they're going to shut down Rogue's Facebook page any day now. I don't know, but I'm kind of hoping that that kind of stuff would be safe. But there are a lot of animal classifieds pages on Facebook where if they were going to start shutting them down, I mean, it kind of almost be like they're hurting themselves because all we're going to do is just go back to places like Fauna, King Snake, and our own websites. So, Well, that was going to be my question. I mean, do you think that people are going to move away from Facebook now? I mean, we've talked about this for years about you no, know, what would happen. Not coming back. <clears throat> Not no, 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 back. no. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily say that 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 forums are coming back. But what I'm saying is, is that at one point MySpace was popular, and then right. Facebook took over. So, well, is it going to move to I Instagram? Think, is it going to move nah, to? I mean, I think Facebook is such a juggernaut now; it's ridiculous. Because I mean, if you think about MySpace, how many people actually had a MySpace page, and how many people now have a Facebook page? I mean. My parents never had a MySpace page. And, yes, you can find Jim McIntyre on Facebook. Please don't look for him. <laughs> so, um, but it's just the way it is. But So Facebook's really kind of big. You're never really going to get out of but, that. But I think the reason we'll, that uh, – not to cut you off, but I think the reason that okay. Facebook is much bigger today than – you know, you're comparing MySpace back in the day is simply because mm. you have a computer that's in your hand. You know what I mean? True. So like, yeah, and of popularity course. and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, of course there's going to be, uh, you know, people that wouldn't necessarily, you know, have been on that, uh, you know, MySpace because they're not going to log on to a computer and, and go and do it. Whereas, you know, now that you have it's so freaking simple to do, why not? You're logged on you constantly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why well, not? It's, so, it, I don't think it's going to take place, but will the animal industry shift away from Facebook? Probably, if they get a lot of grief from it. We're just going to go right – dude, Fauna and Kingsnake have not really missed a beat at all uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff, you know, listing of classifieds and stuff like that, where – Facebook does is it kind of shows me a lot more people that I would not normally see on King Snake or Fauna who wouldn't normally post on those sites because I get to see like that rare reptile stuff, stuff that would never even make it to King Snake and Fauna. So, uh, 
that's kind of why I like Facebook when it comes to that. Like, I, I find rare stuff on Facebook, but you still find your everyday stuff on Kingsnake. So what's going to end up happening is you're going to see more people shift back over to Kingsnake, and we're just going to all start losing more possibilities when it comes to that random off-the-cuff sale or that rare animal sale that a lot of times you only ever hear from from word of mouth. So, uh, but is it going to hurt the animal industry? Nah, we're just going to roll back to where we were till something else pops up or something else happens and we get going back there. But I also don't think Facebook is going to completely eliminate animal sales. I just don't think they're going to let you do it through their marketplace. It's kind of like the, you know, if we don't know about it, we're good kind of a deal. Well, I think that Facebook, I mean, I don't know. Do you get sales from Facebook? Eh, I mean, I've gotten, I usually put up an ad on Kingsnake or Fauna, and then that leads people to the website, and they go through the website and they contact me through that, or what happens is I have somebody find Rogue's Facebook page, and they contact me through that, and then I direct them to the website and do it that way. So a lot of my sales come through the website, but my Facebook page is just one way of getting the information out there and getting people to see the animals and getting interactions with people. So right. uh, really it's kind of like a the, the website and Facebook kind of work hand in hand. So right. there's more, there's different information on the website than there is on the Facebook page, which, you know, I kind of don't like, but I haven't changed it because I'm lazy. So... <laughs> Um, I did find the article that um, I was talking about. So go for it. It's the USDA closes internet sale loophole for pet breeders after pressure from animal groups. Basically, it's just saying that the uh, more official. I thought it was the USDA uh, Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service took a significant step forward today. For cats and dogs, by closing the internet sale loophole to animal well to the Animal Welfare Act, this action is a result of an administrative process started by the Humane Society of the United States and the Humane Society Legislative Fund. Um, ba 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 When those efforts led to the USDA to propose changing its regulations in 2012. Um, they joined the chorus along with – that's just blah, blah, blah. Um, what is the internet sale loophole? The Animal Welfare Act generally requires that cat, dog, and other pet breeders obtain a license, comply with minimum standards of animal care. Got it. And submit to occasional inspections to verify compliance with the law. However, the oh, Animal Welfare hell. Act exempts retail pet stores – under the logic that purchasers can see the animal's living conditions firsthand, so inspections are unnecessary. Breeders take advantage of this exception by selling pets online and claiming the website qualifies as a retail pet store. This led to situations where they were maybe hundreds of dogs and other animals confined to tiny, unsanitary cages in subpar breeding facilities with no oversight to ensure minimum standards of care. Today, the USDA action closes that loophole by requiring the purchaser's physical presence at the property before the breeder 
breeder qualifies for the retail pet store exemption. So, Uh-oh. all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm a, just, I'm a licensed breeding facility in in the Pennsylvania state, so I'm good. Um, but that also means that the it mines with the Department of Agriculture and Aquaculture, uh, and they could call me at any moment and tell me they want to come and inspect. Right. So. I take that risk, whatever risk that is, um, and that allows me to sell my guys. Um, And it kind of gets me around it because I'm licensed as a breeding facility, and that allows me to sell online and at shows. I even have, like, little miniature copies of my license that I'm supposed to bring with me when I go places to, like, do this kind of shit. So... That's good and all, but then there's the whole, like, what, what is a hobby and what is a commercial breeder? Because if you're just considered a hobby, you only make a certain amount of money off of the animal breeding, and you may not necessarily have to adhere to USDA standards. So you might be one of Yeah. This is tricky. Okay. Seems like you're reaching there, dude, but I don't know. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. The whole point of the game is to reach as far as I can until someone hurts me. So, you know, that's welcome to the Jim McIntyre School of Dodging the Government. So, um, (laughs) how rolls, baby. Right. um, But it's one of those things that could be difficult. I can see where they're going with this. Um, Obviously, they don't want people that are doing – puppy mill bullshit trying to sell dogs online and cats online and all that fun stuff because you know what though i think that most of the people they wouldn't want that either i don't think that anybody that you know what i mean so simple person yeah and to be honest getting my license with the department of ag it cost me 50 bucks and i've had that license since 2010 and they have Uh never once wanted to come out and inspect my facility Wow. You know, because uh, they haven't gotten a complaint about me. If right. somebody called and said there's some dude letting snakes roam all around Birdsboro, I guarantee you they'd be like, hey, we're going to come check you out. So if you're intelligent and if you want to kind of cover your butts with this kind of stuff, uh, contact the Department of uh, Agriculture. Go onto their website through your state. And if you can apply for a breeding aquaculture license, do it. And then you're good. There's nothing that can happen. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Or you can <laughs> like Eric and be dangerous and just fly by his own rules, a rogue without a, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think the Facebook thing, you know, honestly, it doesn't matter to me whether or not you can sell animals on Facebook or not. I think that I think in a way, I think, I don't know, this is going to sound probably bad, but in a way I kind of think that um, maybe maybe it will push us away from uh, just being lazy about, you know, websites and stuff like that and, yeah. you know, selling stuff here's, on websites. 
you know, here's I a don't question know. for you. Yeah. Here's a question for you. If we had to be, if we had to have a permit to breed animals, breed snakes. Yeah. That would require us to possibly be inspected. Let's say once a year. Would you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, what if this permit had levels? And say permit one is like happy little ball pythons and a few other things. And then level two is like larger pythons and scrubs. And then level three is like monitor lizards and, you know, rear fanged animals. And then the special level four that requires like a class is like venomous. Would you be all right with that? Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Neither would I, because it would kind of it would take away all the garbage that any good reptile keeper really is tired of seeing in the public eye and on the internet. You know, schmuck in his garage with a ten gallon tank and a gaboon viper. It's like you know, it would take away the 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 dumbass kid who has eight hundred animals in his freaking small bedroom, none of which are being cared for, none of which are healthy. And it would take away for us all those alligators that keep wandering around Philadelphia somehow from the native land of Florida. So it would it would be one of those things that would kind of do it. I would nothing wrong with that. Now, it, I say that, and there are a bunch of reptile people who would take my head off because I have no problem with it. Yeah. So, well, I don't, I don't have nothing to hide. I'm not doing anything that's no. illegal per se. Um, and if they came and – I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't think I am, but you know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes uh, you know, I don't know. They I mean, Pennsylvania will have before they come over, Eric. I mean, Pencil- you know. Pennsylvania is pretty, um, you know, they're, they're pretty lax when it comes to uh, what you can keep and what you can't keep. Um Let's sugar glider, then God help you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. Or uh what's the other one? Um Hedgehog. The, the hedgehog. Yeah, that's like uh, Yeah. You're hedgehog going to jail. <laughs> you're going to jail. Of all you things. Walk right? past your mamba cage to get to your sugar glider. So, <laughs> that's it. Um, Curtains. That's it. Uh, <laughs> um I don't know. I don't I, I think I think that we've proven it's just my my well, I don't want to say I, I can't. I'm I'm speaking generally, but I think that we have a hard time policing ourselves. I think because you see people, and if they're popular in the hobby, they get away with they get a pass. But if you got Joe Schmo that's just kind of getting into things, and he does something wrong, and then you know he's not given a pass. So no. He gets people, crucified for the same thing that yeah. somebody else does. That's like more well known and exactly. You know. and, and and it's like people take it as that they're trying to educate the new guy to do something correctly, but they won't chastise somebody who's been around for years. And I mean, everybody makes the same goddamn mistakes. One thing that I cannot absolutely stand is. What's wrong with my snake? I took a bunch of pictures of it. I put it back in its cage, and I posted them up on Facebook. Need help. He's not doing well. And I'm like, unless someone in this group is a doctor of veterinary medicine, 
you need to not be here and take it to a vet. So, and of course, then Wafa shows up and it blows my entire argument out of the freaking water because he is a doctor <laughs> of veterinary medicine. So it's, yes, but it, it, I, I can't stand that. And it's almost like we let, if somebody new comes over and says there's something wrong with my snake, and people are like taking to the vet, taking to the vet, taking to the vet. But if somebody who's been in it forever throws up that this animal's not doing well, everybody's like, ooh, that's interesting. And they start analyzing it, where the first thing we should all be saying is take it to the fucking vet. And then if you want to analyze it after everything's done, that's fine, but take it to the fucking vet. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so Tony brings up a question in the chat. The question would be at what level would they begin dividing the animals with the Lacey Act animals being the species class a special class level. I, I don't know. This was all like fake fairy talk. Like we don't really, there's <laughs> no permitted system. Um, so I, again, we just made this shit up. So that's, that's why I'm saying that we don't really police ourselves. Like to me, I think that that would be something that we should put in place ourselves. It shouldn't necessarily have to wait for the government to come along and tell us to do yeah. it because they're not going to be, um, as lenient with us <laughs> as we no. would be without, no, well, you know what I mean? And that's the thing. It's always like ever there, as much as people like, uh, I have a thing in place that I won't sell to anybody under the age of 18. I will not, not without parent right. permission. And I mean, the, the parent has to be standing in front of me and Correct. all this other crap, then maybe I'll do it. But you know, for a fact, as well as I do, that people out there don't give two shits. And they'd sell an animal to anybody who walked in with a pulse. And, and I've seen this for firsthand when I saw some kid walking out of a Hamburg show with a Morlitz croc, and he was like 14. And it was like, and this wasn't his first crocodile. And it's, what are you going to do with that croc when it gets big? I'm going to sell it to a zoo. Zoo ain't going to want it, so all right, whatever. But, and, I was, and also uh, Chris got his first, uh, venomous at the age of 16 and they were white-lipped tree vipers and he just walked over gave money to the guy and the guy gave him the vipers so when it comes to policing ourselves we should definitely do a better job of are you willing to take this animal are you willing to take care of this animal do you know what you're doing now of course people are going to fucking lie but it's almost like if you ask the questions you're going to kind of whittle down on that I mean what what do you do do you I mean I know you rarely ever sell, but I've never heard of you trying to sell to somebody who you almost didn't know or didn't think no, you were prepared for it. So I've never been in a situation where I've sold to somebody that was below the age of, well, definitely below the age of 18, but um, mm. I don't know. Most of my, most of my sales come from people that know what I'm doing they're interested in a pairing that I'm doing. Um, I, I haven't really made a huge effort to get out there and sell snakes other than to do the couple shows that I do a year and, you know, uh, posting things up. Now I found that I sell more snakes off of fauna than I do off of Facebook. Mm. Why that is, I don't know. I mean, there is well, the app that you can talk. use. Tap a talk. <laughs> it makes it really easy to look right at the ads and, which is you know, dangerous. Yeah, so, I don't know. I just, I kind of think that, uh, you know, 
I don't know. I, if if that's the rule, then that's the rule. And, you know, uh, it doesn't mean you can't still post up pictures of your snakes and stuff. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I mean, and it's just the, it's one of the things is like the proper vetting. I mean, I have to pick up a sulcata tortoise from somebody uh, probably tomorrow. And it was one of those, like, a uh, friend of a friend who knows the guy who's got the reptiles, I'll contact him. Because mm-hmm. they got this tortoise, and they got it in, like, June. And it's a 50-pounder, big, big female already. And they were like, they got it in June because they got it from the a friend. And they were like, oh, it's great. And in summertime, it is. They wander around. They eat food. There's no need to do anything. You just put it outside. But now we're going into winter time, And they're like, oh, we had to do some research to figure out what they needed for winter. And we realized there's a lot of stuff. And I'm like, you probably should have done that before. So now they're trying to shuffle off this tortoise that has the beginnings of an RI off on somebody. I said I'd take it because I feel bad for the damn thing. And it's one of those, like, these are people that are not prepared. Because they think that these big tortoises are going to act like the turtles from around here, where if I put them in the garage with a bunch of blankets, it's just going to sleep. And they're shocked when that doesn't happen. And the animal is sick, <laughs> and that costs a lot more money. Right. All this other shit. And it's like, these are things that if they had gone through proper channels, they would, somebody, you're hoping somebody, like a, a tortoise breeder or somebody, would grab them and be like, no, no, you, do, you guys need this, 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 and this. And they'll kind of deter them. So, and then you kind of weed out the ones who aren't committed to the ones who really want the animal and are willing to do whatever needs to be done to keep the animal happy and healthy. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's cool that you got, you're going to have a self-cutter, self-cutter no, no, it's tortoise. Not. It is not cool. It is not yeah. cool at all. I'm going to drop this thing off at Andrews. I'm not even going to tell him it's coming. I'm just going to ring his doorbell put it down, and walk away. <laughs> He'll love that. Well, he is, he, um, Andrew does all the monitors, but his wife yes. does iguanas, and she does tortoises. So she's actually raising us a herd. And yes, I said the word herd of so-called tortoises. They have like 15 of them. And they're all herd? sizes. <laughs> yes. I wow. swear to God, it's a herd. I'm doing a lot of hashtags um, so, tonight, so I gotta do hashtag herd. Herd of tortoise, <laughs> herd of tortoise. That is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. But anyway, um, but it's hilarious because they let them all outside, and it's like you have to follow them and keep track of them because they will get lost, the little ones in the grass. But yeah, I was just gonna drop it off with them and be like, "Here, I'm contributing," and just leave. So hashtag herd of tortoise. There you go. So I've never heard of that. Anyway. Um, Okay, so, all right, so that drama aside, um, yes, let's talk about some tips for selling reptiles. So, let's say you got an ad. <laughs> what would be your? <laughs> yeah, this is my least favorite part of the hobby. Um, it sucks so much. Is <laughs> is the whole selling of reptiles, but. Uh, requires patience i think patience is uh mm-hmm. is a huge mm-hmm. part of the whole thing um rule number one high end low maintenance that's definitely a must uh, <laughs> gotta have that in there <laughs> um, 
but uh, I think that I, th- you know, Nick Mutton told me this a long time ago is that if you're going to be selling uh, animals uh, to people, they need to know who you are and they have to feel comfortable yeah. with you. So you sort of yeah. have to have some sort of online presence. Now, there are people out there who have the, you know, uh, you know, have a name uh, for themselves. They've made a name and they don't really have to be online, so to speak. Um, so they, uh, you know, can kind of, you know, just a word of mouth just sells the reptiles for themselves. Um, but that they didn't just, that, yeah, that didn't yeah. just happen. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm talking about people that have been doing it for 20 plus uh, years. You know what, what I mean? Was, and what was that comment? What was that comment that somebody made? Like it was must have been like two years ago, where it's like uh, they they were doing something where it's like my name isn't good enough and I can't build my name or my name isn't worth it, so I can't sell the animals. And it was some some part of it was like a Morelia pick of the week or. It was a thread on, like, I'm trying to sell my animals, but I can't do it because my name isn't worth it, so I was going to sell it under somebody else's. And it's like, but (laughs) – and, like, and I think I lost my mind on this show. And I'm like, you have Uh, to build your name, you idiot. It's like, no, of course you're not. Of course it isn't. You are new. You have to work at it. So, think anybody knew who the fuck I was? So, it's one of those things. Um, I would agree entirely with Nick. They, They it's they you you have to have a name and then you have to have a good reputation and I'm always with the whole you re, you live and die with your reptile reputation you know it's do you put the animals in a brand new deli cup do they come with your business card do they look nice do you smile and talk to the people and hand it off and, and do you answer questions do you answer emails to some guy for like a year and then he finally ends up buying something from you. I mean, it's all that stuff. If you leave a bad taste in somebody's mouth, you're losing not just that person, but you're probably losing like three customers that that person's going to talk to. So that's where you kind of got to do with it. And I would agree right with Nick, like with Nick and what you were saying is that you need to have some kind of name or online presence. Yeah, you definitely, definitely do. I think, uh, I think that's very important. Um, you know, mm-hmm. posting pics, uh, you know, not being at the center of drama all the time and not coming across <laughs> like a know-it-all, you know, things like that. Uh, um, yeah. You know, sometimes you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, all that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, you can't get we involved in every. Song, we're not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get involved in every little fight that happens uh, on the internet. But, um, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes people hit a button and, you, you know, you have to, you have to get involved. But um... if you're, if you're the guy on Facebook that is constantly, like just 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 starting fights and saying stuff and and calling out all the the larger bigger name breeders who have reputations it it like do not be shocked when people like don't want to deal with you it's like you know that's of course not so yeah um you got 
you got a guy like I was going to say you got a guy like Kesham who from from mm-hmm. just from my uh, looking at him and seeing what he's doing, it seems like he sells most of his animals online. So yes. the majority of his sales seem to come offline. I know I see him do shows from time to time, but I would say that maybe. Then you would take somebody like, um, I don't know, um, who would be somebody that would be at a show that you never really see online? Like, take somebody at Hamburg. Todd. Like, just, Todd. Who? Todd. Todd and Carrie. I mean, Carrie and Todd have an online presence, but it's not huge. Right. Most of them, they do their shows that, like, they do Pomona, um, and then they do a few other shows, and then they do Tinley Park. And that's the majority of their sales. I mean, obviously, through word of mouth with Carrie being Carrie uh, definitely helps. But uh, you don't see Todd um, online all that much. Yeah. So that would be my first go-to. Somebody else you rarely ever see online that do a majority of their sales. I know Jason has a website. And he sells stuff, but the majority of Jason's sales are done almost in person or people contacting him saying, I'm looking for this and I heard you got it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, you don't see him like posting up too often pictures of his snakes and stuff like that. You know, he just throws every once in a while something that that he's really into, uh, he posts up, you know. And then you got somebody like Nick who does both. He has a huge online presence. And I, I guess the difference with him is that he does it for a living. So obviously, you know, uh, he's got to try to sell snakes put, at every venue yeah. he can, you know. <laughs> he's got to put feet to pavement and get working. Yeah. The rest of yeah. them can be lazy and just kind of hang out till something comes. So I, of course, am hoping to sell a bunch of shit at Tinley because I got to pay some bills and I'm going to be tunnel vision. Cause now you told me today, do you have any idea what you've done to me? You and your, what? Little, your little pal out there in Colorado You're <laughs> that on the table at Tinley park that I'm going to have to stare at for like three days, they're going to be rhino rat snakes and hog nose. Yes. You son of a bitch. Cause now yeah. I'm going to be staring at them and I have to be good. 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 Just use your credit card, man. That's all. No, I just use my credit card to put in shit in my house. Oh, all right. I'm well, then pay cash. Go broke. Uber some people the so next much. couple days. I'm the <laughs> I don't know. Uber. What? Yeah, just be, Uber, a, wait, 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 be an Uber driver. Uber, make some extra cash. You want me to Uber people out here in Amish country? Mm-hmm. No, it's not gonna work. So, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sell a lot of shit at Tinley. Sell a lot of shit at Tinley, and not look at anything Rob brings to the table. Oh, see, Rob Stone to the rescue. Um, he brought out his do? lawyer. He looked. He looked up at that uh, USDA thing that I posted up, and yeah. uh, it only applies to certain. Warm-blooded animals. Herps are not animals <laughs> within the meaning of this law. Thus not covered. Oh. See, now Dodge do we want to fight them and be like, our guys are animals? and Or do we want to just keep quiet no. and go away on this one? 
Yeah. You're right. They're so, not. And just walk away. Let it go. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, for me, when it comes to selling animals online, I think yeah. I think the three things that you, you need to think about is, first is the picture. The picture is everything, yeah. man. I mean, because yeah. the person cannot see the animal that they're going to buy. So, whether you want to or not, I struggled this with for this for years and I had to sharpen these skills taking good pictures. It's not that hard. It really is not hard at all. I need a, I, I need a new light tent, but it, it it really isn't. So, but and it makes a world of difference. Hell yeah. Oh my god. It's like uh it's 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 the most important thing that you can learn if you want to sell animals online. So I'm going to post up a mm-hmm. picture of uh, just, I, I get this a lot, but this is my setup. This is what I do. This is how I take pics. That's how I get that black background. Now there was a little bit of, uh, and we've talked about this on the show before, but there was a little bit of, um, you know, that black background thing wasn't something that I stumbled upon by accident. The, the whole yeah. black background thing was, I was really impressed with how Julie took pictures yeah. on a green background. And then when I was at with, you know, uh, when I, when I went to Tinley park and we vended together, she had a theme, the, the, her cards that were, she put in her displays were green, you know, uh, just everything that she had was green. So, you know, we're talking with Zach we came up with this. He said, well, not, why not do black? You know, Nick is another one. He's, you can see his pictures, you know, right away that that's the Nick mutton animal because he does the white mm-hmm. background. So I said, huh, why not? Let's do the black background. And, and, and it just kind of stuck. Now I'm not a good photographer, you know, like I'm not going to be uh, working for national geographic anytime soon, but <clears throat> I was able to understand what I need in order to take the picture in the settings that I got. So that's my light tent. And I can't say enough how important that is because you have to represent the animal accurately. Um, you know, otherwise people are going to buy a snake and think it looks one way and they get it and it looks totally different. Um, right. The next thing would be the ad. Now, sometimes I struggle with this. I'm not the best writer in the world, you know. I, I, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, but but you can speak English. It's not like I, yes. w- I watch yo yo this snake the bomb it's ball pythons and I'm like get my brain. I can't. Or it's a carpet python and it's or something like that. Or my favorite, it's a jag python. I'm like that's not. It's not a thing. So it's, <laughs> you at least have a handle on the on the English language. So yes. yeah. So let me ask you this: When you're posting up uh, an ad, do you yes. use the same template? Are there certain things that you have to put in there? Are there certain things that you don't put in there? Like what's what's your approach to posting up an ad? I usually I'll take the pictures and I'll take them in my light tent, and I use a white background. Um, but I'll post up the picture. Usually the ad starts with the year the damn thing was born, what it is, and that's where it starts. And then after that, I'll immediately put down the breeding that produced the animal. Because then it's like, it's an added little, like, 
Yeah, I produced this thing. This isn't just a random thing that I got off of somebody else. I like I know the pairing because I bred it, and then it's like these are the pairing, and then I'll go into what it is, kind of what the colors looking like on the certain animals, what they're feeding on, uh, that they've all had multiple sheds and f- feeds. Then I'll usually throw up the price. Uh, tell them that I'm going to be doing shipping, and then I'll put down a link to the com the the uh, terms and conditions on the fa- on on my website. Tell them that they can also go to the website to find other pictures, lineage information, and background info on the parents. And then I'll put down my contact information for any kind of kind of uh, questions that they might have. And the reason I kind of go through the lengths of being like, hey, I produced this. It's fed. And these is where you can find information about the parents. It's kind of like proving that, yeah, I bred the damn thing. Yes, it's eating. And if you're smart, you can find all the information you're looking for when it comes to parents at this link. Now, it doesn't stop the emails that you get of, like, did you produce this and how many things is it eating? That's totally fine. I do not mind answering those emails. But it, it kind of throws out all the information. It's right there. It's like I'm not trying to hide it. I'm not trying to deceive it. It's like this is one of my babies. This proves that it's one of my babies. And you know that, you know, I've been raising this thing and it's been feeding and all that fun stuff. It kind of throws all the good stuff out right there. So that's kind of what I always include in an ad. Yeah, I think, you know, I I guess because I'm still trying to – I don't post that many ads, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like still trying to find that right way to do things. I kind of look at other people's ads, see what I like, see what I don't like, that kind of deal, and try to just kind of go from there. But basically it's the same thing. I try to put what the animal is. Definitely if it's a cross, I'm putting in there a cross. You know, uh, I don't want people getting confused. Um, I think that's important. Um, You know, uh uh, I try to uh, put the pairing at least uh, at least the the names of the animals or what the animals were, blah blah blah, that kind of thing, uh, and um, you know how I'm going to ship it. I want to make sure that people know my terms and conditions, that kind of stuff. So, you know, I I, I I'd like them to go to the website to check it out. You know, I know that uh, you know, so I try to put a link in there in case they want to go and see it and. I try to uh, put the family trees and stuff and all the info for the clutches and all that kind of stuff over there so that it kind of, you know, they can check it out. Um, That's about it. What the animal's feeding on, you know, uh, I I don't think with, I don't think with carpet pythons, it's not like ball pythons or royal pythons, excuse me, where people uh, have to know the weight or they're on a scale (laughs) or like anything like that. What's the grams? I don't know. So it's it's um the funny thing is, is that I had a complete like one eighty when I was doing the Dominican babies their uh ads because everyone wanted to know everyone wanted to see the parents, everyone wanted to know what the red looked like and everybody wanted to know exactly what these things were feeding on and how much. So I had to put in the ads is that I had like 12 baby Dominican red mountain boa. I had 
this many that were on scented mice. I had this many that were on unscented mice. I had this many that were on stray gecko. And this was the price for scented. This was the price for unscented. And this was the price for gecko. And then these are the parents. And it's like nobody wanted to see the babies. People wanted to see, like, King said you're limited to how many pictures you can post up. So it was like pick one was mom, pick two was dad, and pick three was like a bin full of all the babies. And everybody was fine with that. The one time I put a picture of a baby in each one of those slots, everybody wanted to see the parents. Nobody gave a damn about the babies. So that's just kind of how it goes. Each species has got to be a little bit different, little tweaks. Yeah, it seems like uh, that wouldn't come into play. Like, for instance, it's it's funny, like, depending on the reptile that you're selling. So if I bred Angolan pythons and I put them together, I produce the clutch, I don't think that anybody's going to care what the parents were. So no, it's it an Angolan. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, if you're producing water pythons, I don't think that people are going to be like – No one's going to – well, I wonder what the parents look like. <laughs> exactly. It's like if someone emails me and goes, "What did the parents look like?" I'm going to be like a water python. It's like that's right. what the parents look like. There right. is no variation. So there's really kind of a less thing that it goes there. I mean, it's almost like an eventual water python ad would just be like water python babies produced by me eating on this. Right. And that's pretty much all I would have to put down there. Here's a price. You know, you don't really need to go into the, like, with, with, with carpet babies, it's, like, 2015 caramels. Uh, Dam was a caramel from Paul Harris. Sire was a caramel jag from Psychotic Exotics. And then you go right. into what they are. And it's like, that's, that's I, I need to do that with carpet pythons to prove right. that these are from proper lines and not just, right. you know, wherever. Right. Yeah. So, so, well, my next question would be, where do you post the ad? Like, where do you post up your for sale ads? I mean, what's your, what's the, what's the one that gives you the most bang for your buck? I post them on King Snake. Uh, yeah. Very rarely. Yeah. I very rarely post them up on Fauna. Um, just because I, I, I can keep track of the ones on King Snake because they expire, and then I can throw them back up there, and I can alter them. The ones on Fauna, uh-huh. I'll throw them up there, and then they just, like, go on forever. So then someone would email me, like, months and months and months later. It's, like, still available? I'm like, no, they're gone, dude. So it's, like, with that kind of stuff. Um, but a lot of times I get people looking on Kingsnake, going to my website, and that's where they – start looking at the ads and poking around. Kingsnake really only has that, you know, because I'm limited to pictures and stuff like that. It says, like, 2016 caramels. Females. This is how many I got. And then the three pictures are the three best of the caramel females. And then people go click and go to my website, and then they'll pick a caramel female that may not have been pictured. But most of the time, it's like Kingsnake is great for selling three carpets at a time. Because those three pictured caramels are the ones that sells, and then the next round of pictures, I'll post up some other ones that didn't sell, and those will go away. So it just kind of happens that way. Right. But yeah, mainly hmm. just King Snake, Facebook, and my own website, and then Fauna. And that's it. I know there are 10 million different 
classified sites on Facebook and all that stuff. What people also got to understand is because I do the shows like Hamburg and Tinley Park, if I have fallen down with a certain amount of animals, like I've sold enough animals to get to a certain point where if I sell any more, I'm going to have a real hard time filling a table. I'll stop really pushing the sales. Yeah. So, cause I want to be able to do Tinley park and I want to be able to do Hamburg and stuff like that. So right. I won't start picking up the sales again until next year's babies have arrived. So right, right now, dude, I'm down to, I want to say I'm out about 20 babies, maybe less. Okay. And that's m- maybe enough to fill half of my acrylic display. So I'm like, shit. So I have a few people, like, you know, I bought some babies from you. I bought some babies from, uh, I'm getting some babies from Kyle and stuff like that, where it's like, now I got some stuff to fill the slots. And I'm right. really not going to push it hard. But come May, June, when I have the 17s hatching, yeah, I'm going to uh-huh. try to get these things the fuck out of here. So, because one, right. I got babies to fill those slots. So, right. Totally fine. Right. So, luckily, hmm. this is not my job, so I don't really need to push it and make sure I sell everything. I could care freaking less. I still get a paycheck. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That 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 changes everything when once that happens. It does. Um, posting the ad for me, uh, basically, my main spot is my website. Um, I I do use Fauna. Um, I have gotten sales from fauna more so than I have from Facebook. Um, you know, uh, I got my Facebook page. I did get some traction from there, but again, it's hard for me to judge because again, I'm not really selling, you know, online all that much. Most of the people that right. I, uh, that I've sold to are people that I already know, you know, and, and they want a particular, they're looking for a particular thing and, you know, I just happen to have it. So, um, you know, doing this show, I, I would imagine helps that, you know, um, it does. <laughs> it the, it, it the, really I, does. I don't know. It seems like to me that maybe I think just a prediction that I think that Instagram is, uh, I get a lot of traction from Instagram as far as just people following me and liking right. my, uh, pictures and stuff. Um, the cool thing about uh, I have this app. It's called If This Then That, and how I have it set up is is that when you post a picture to Instagram, it automatically posts to my Twitter without me having to log into Twitter and do it. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> and when I was using it, like you can do it to where you can set up your Facebook uh, account that automatically posts to Twitter. Um, but the uh-huh. problem is, is that it posts a link. And click on the link and it shows you a Facebook picture. The thing that I have with the Instagram and to Twitter is that it posts a full picture to Instagram or to Twitter, I'm sorry, nice. which is, is much better than, you know, you're going to get more traction when somebody sees a picture than when somebody sees a link. And that app is called If This Then That. And you can, It's like this True. thing, you can come up with all these different formulas and stuff of things you want to do. And it just, it sort of automates things for you. Like if you do this, then this is, then that is going to happen, that kind of deal. So, um, 
you know, apps like that, I try to, I try to follow uh, technology and trends and all these different uh, things to, to sort of make it easier. Um, like another, another good app, if you're trying to get traction um, is something called buffer. And for those mm-hmm. who don't know that are not really into, uh, you know, apps and tech and all that kind of stuff, um, what this, but what it does is buffer, you know, you can, so let's just say that, you know, you go and you take pictures of your snakes on Monday, right? You get 20 pictures of 20 different snakes. And, you know, sometimes what I find myself doing is, is that you end up posting all 20 pics of your snake. Mm-hmm. And right. <laughs> then you have, you know, everybody kind of gets overloaded with you and they're kind of like, yeah, okay, we get it. You know, um, but what you can do with this buffer app is that you can time your posts. So like you could post it to where at you can find like whatever the best time at the internet. I mean, I think 8 PM East coast time is sort of the time where they say that the most traffic is on the internet. Um, so let's just say that that is you go, you post, you set up this buffer to post a pick uh, at 8 PM Eastern time to your Facebook page. And then it posts to a group. And then on, my, on Tuesday, I post a different picture. On Wednesday, I post a different picture. Thursday, blah, blah, blah. You right. get the idea. So it looks like to the people that are looking at your online presence that you're constantly online. But the reality is, mm. is that you're not. It's just posting for you automatically, which is a huge help. Um, you know, I use that a lot for like when we do Throwback Thursday of different episodes. Right. I kind of have that set up. It automatically does it, you know, and I'm at work half the time that that shit happens. Um, and I use that for like when I post pictures of snakes too and all that kind of stuff. It's just kind of timed out <coughs> to where I'm not um, not physically there posting those pics up at that time, just automatically doing it for me, uh, which kind of makes – it's kind of helps with time and stuff like that. I think the difference with, uh, you know, with Twitter from what I understand about Twitter is that you kind of have to post things to Twitter multiple times throughout the day. So in Mm -hmm. order to get traction on Twitter, you have to, you have to tweet it and then you have to retweet it later on. And then you have to retweet it later on at night, you know, that kind of deal. Um, Right. The the one thing that, the one thing that drives me nuts, I don't know if it drives you nuts, but like when somebody posts a picture and they post it to 52 different groups. So when oh you're looking at God. your feed, it's like uh, 52 pictures of the same snake, you know? So oh man, I, how I hate it when they posted them really pick of the week and it's like, look at my snake. And they took eight pictures of their snake and rather doing one post with eight pictures, they do eight posts with one picture of all different angles of the one snake. And I'm like, I, I'm going to kill you. It's like, I'm going to find you and I'm going to kill you. And it's like, and I just started deleting posts because it's like, you need to not do this. You need to not fill up my pick of the week with all this crap. And right. they were the first, they're the first ones to come out and be like, why is my post? I'm like, just put them all in one. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, well, the problem with that is, is that if somebody goes in and comments on one of those pictures, one of those posts, like one of those know, pictures, then it becomes a separate post. You know, it's like yeah, kind of like oh, so. so. Uh, but anyway, that's why the, if I post, if I post something in the pick of the week, like say I did picture day, I'll post something in the pick of the week, and then I'll go post something in Morelia, et cetera, 
and I make sure that the same snakes that are posted in the pick of the week are not the same snakes that posted in Morelia, et cetera. So you get two different posts, a bunch of different snakes. Go do what you want to do. I'm trying not to piss people off. So. Right. I think I think it's not so much that it makes people mad. I think they just kind of tune oh, it I out. Get, I get furious. Yeah. Uh, absolutely furious. <laughs> you want to kill somebody. Um, oh, yeah, I, I yeah. think th- – I think that the suggestion that I would say with that is that you post to Morelia pick of the week on Monday. You post the same right. picture to Carpet Python group on Tuesday. Then on, you know, Thursday you post to a different group. Uh, you know, I think I think the key is is that you want to try to post to groups that don't necessarily know about Carpet Pythons per se. So you want to expose. <laughs> people to what you're working with it may necessarily I mean everybody in Morelia pick of the week is sort of like one big family and everybody kind of knows what each other's doing and you know it's no big surprise uh, to I, any of us you know what I mean I keep secrets from all you people no one knows <laughs> what I'm doing over here true story yeah. uh, alright let's see what else do we got on the list here so I don't know that's kind of the uh where to post the yeah, right. and stuff like that. But, yeah. um, and, and, and there are plenty of others. And I mean, like if, if people, if you have animals that fit in certain categories on Facebook, if you have animals that belong in the rare reptile class, might do it. That's that's If you can have animals that fit in that place, that's an awesome, uh, classifieds because it's only the rare and the really cool. So, and everybody wants to check out that place. So, yeah. So we got ten minutes left. Do you want to do? I mean, before we're cut off, do you want to? You want to announce the calendar contest? Do you want to do the yes, eco yes. thing, or do you want to no. do show prep? Shit. Shit. All right. Uh, all right. We should do the Rico thing, and then we'll do the calendar thing, and then we'll do show prep. And I'll put okay. it on my phone. So okay. All right. So. Um, yeah, two years ago today was actually uh, Tinley Park, and this is when Rico had passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob had put together a clip that had a lot of little bits from the Rico show um, that we were supposed to play last week, but for whatever reason, it wasn't on the feed, which I guess ended up working out because now he gets his own little special uh tribute to Rico, so to speak. Um, you know, I remember being at Tinley Park. I remember we were setting up in the morning. I remember we were next to Jason Stevens and uh, Ryan Burke. And um, I just kind of remember, I, I think it was, I think it was Jason that said something along the lines that, you know, Rico, Rico had passed and he kind of felt that maybe Rico had wanted it that way. So that, uh, um, we were all uh, I, together I together when it happened, you know. I think so. he, I think he said something along the lines of, "Can you think of any better wake than have all your reptile friends at Tinley Park?" So yeah, and yeah, yeah I, I think it was rather fitting. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome to be around people that really knew Rico well. Uh, I, me personally, I didn't know him all that well. We spoke to him at ICAST. I did interact with him a lot when I was setting up the show. 
um, which was way back in 2012. I mean, Rico was like one of the first guys that, that I wanted to track down when it came to Condros, uh, because he was the guy, you know what I mean? Um, he, he was, he was the guy. Um, and, and the crazy thing about Rico with my experience is that he just never came across as that guy. You know, he, he was that guy, but you never could tell, like, it seemed like his passion for wanting to share his knowledge, uh, you know, I mean, like dealing with people a lot of times, you know, to try to get them to do the show. And, you know, some people are, are very into it. So others are kind of hesitant because they don't know what it entails. Some people feel like, oh yeah, I guess I'll do it. But, you know, oh man, it's a, just, I got to take the time. It's usually those people that once they get on the show, things change, but Rico was ready to go, you know, wanted to share info. And, you know, when I sent him the outline, he's communicating back and telling me, you know, he wanted to talk about this and he wanted to talk about that. But one of the things in this clip is that um, definitely wanted me and you to, uh, <laughs> to switch to uh, <laughs> switch switch and sell all our carpets and all get nothing but Condros. Yeah. You know, he tried yeah. really hard, man. <laughs> he tried so hard with that. Yeah. He wanted that. And, and, and I honestly got to think it's, it's why buddy pushed me towards it. So, um, yeah. cause yeah. So <laughs> here is our, if I, I posted it up today on uh, Morelia pick of the week too. If you, if you, if you're, if you're curious about, you know, um, Condros or whatever, I would say that's one of our best shows that we did, um, of course, because we're doing it with I'm with so Rick, glad we did you know? it. Yeah. Yes. And, I, and I'm so glad we got to do it before uh, he passed, because it's like sick. having, yeah, it's like, it's like it, we have that episode. So, I mean, we, we, we know he's gone, and we know, like, in no way, shape, or form can we ever get close to kind of getting, reconnecting with having him back, but he, he's not all the way gone because we got this episode where he was with us and we, he told, he, he laid everything out. I mean, we didn't, he, uh, he, we, he didn't, wasn't trying to hide anything. It wasn't like one of those, well, I can't tell you that it's my breeding secrets. Everything. <laughs> so he know, does it, talk it, about awesome secrets to have it. <laughs> yeah. I know. You'll see. It's funny at the be at the first couple, uh, a couple, maybe like half of half, 30 seconds or whatever. It's, it's me and Owen kind of rambling, but then then the clip goes on. So we'll listen to the clip and uh, yep. here it is. Yeah. Do you have any eggs on the ground yet, or uh, anything looking no. over there? Well, uh, my spotted python is basking belly up, but she's doing it wrong. She's right. bat. She's flipped over her top half. Because you and know you, better than the snake, right, Owen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut, shut up, Eric. Shut up. So I'm getting sarcastic like you. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> she. Here's how she's doing her own. She's flipped over her top half, so it's her head and the upper part of her body that is flipped over, up, belly up, while the bottom part that has the visible bulges that I assume are eggs in is still belly down. Now, all okay. I can say is, it's like, like, you know, like, like, close it, is doing it wrong, close it, and be like, you know, dear God. But in my experiences, with my animals at least, when they start basking belly up, I am days away. As far as breeding goes, Rico, can you walk us through the basics of chondro breeding from beginning to end, like, you know, from introductions to uh, the pairs? 
And also, um, something yeah. I've been wondering, can you breed, uh, do you have to breed uh, one male to one female, or can you use one boy on multiple girls? It depends. You know, I mean, certainly, you know, people have used one male on multiple females throughout a season. That's that's not that unusual um, mm-hmm. or unheard of. Um, you know, the whole breeding thing um, can be a challenge, Um you know, certainly you need two snakes, obviously. Hopefully opposite sexes. That usually helps. Uh, a mommy snake and a daddy snake. Thank you, Rico. We can move on from <laughs> Right, yeah. Well, yeah, I just want to make sure you guys know the basics here. So you know, you guys are kind of carpet python geeks, so we gotta bring uh, you up to be slowly here, so uh, well thank you for taking it easy. <laughs> you know, at this point I, I straight bake and I you know, do it over water and so the eggs are in no contact with anything wet. So. Okay. Yeah, see, I'm um, telling you guys all like secrets here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. And so, you know, you need uh, to come and do a little slave labor here for me and, you know, pay your dues so you can, you know, earn all this information. Hey, let, it be, let it be known. I do, not, I do not have one. Therefore, I am not stealing secrets. Eric? You have to schedule your time to go over there and uh, clean cages. Um, I do not. Okay. Well, come on, hey. come on, Dan. Just because you don't have one yet, see, if you come and you work and you see these things firsthand, that's gonna like you will leave a little seed planted in your. <laughs> it's you so over true. three of them will be like, what the? Oh yeah, it's an addiction, definitely. <laughs> yeah, uh, I figure. The um, big one for me is. Um, when I see the babies, I can, for the life of me, figure out how you guys figure out how to hold back, um, you know, especially with the designer stuff. What are, like, what are you looking for? Um, oh, I'm that's going easy. out to purchase. No, it is? Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you just, you keep all of them until they go through a color change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So, I, I mean, if you, if you can figure that out, let me know because, you know, some of the best, animals that I've ever produced, I've sold as unchanged babies, and I didn't think they were going to turn into anything. And, you know, I get pictures back years later and going, oh, my God, why did I sell that thing? (laughs) Okay. Now I have um, someone like me who who has a chondro or a couple chondros and wants to take the next step into, um, you know, really picking out some quality animals, like uh, what are some pointers of what I'm looking for? Am I just looking at the parents? Am I, you know, the well, really, It kind of all depends on what what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, certainly, you know, look for a, a good, reliable breeder. Um, and like I said, MVF has got a bunch of them. Um, you know, I'm even reliable on occasion. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, really determine what it is that you like about chondros and what looks you want to go for and what you'd like to produce. And then okay. from there, go and find, you know, somebody who's got kind of what it is you're looking for, or at least the ingredients for what it is that you think you want to make. You know, if you like locality stuff, find people that are, look, you know, reliable locality breeders and pick up animals there. If you want, you know, calico animals or high melanistic animals or blue animals or whatever, uh, find people that are working with those bloodlines, um, you know, and find people that can provide pedigrees, especially on any of the designer stuff. Um, you okay. know, if you're looking at, 
you know, I had a baby that's, you know, three or four plus grand for a little unchanged neonate, you know, you want to kind of have some idea what, you know, is in the genetics of that animal. Um, because there's, you know, there's always a chance that that high-end animal could wind up to be a green adult. Um, and that probably happens more often than not, um, sure. you know. But you could take that green adult and pair it to another green adult, you know, with good genetics and produce some of the craziest-looking animals that are out there, you know. But without knowing what's back in the history of that animal's pedigree, you know, you have no idea if somebody's, you know, blowing smoke, you know, up your tail or if you're just, uh, uh, you know, if you've got a really good animal with a really good chance to produce what it is you want. All right, so um, is there anything else you wanted to hit on right now before we jump off? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm glad you guys are, are doing this. It's, I appreciate you guys inviting me on, and, you know, I think it's a good uh, resource for the uh, folks out there, the community in general, to, you know, gather and learn more information about the species that they might be interested in. So even if they're not chondros, and, you know, as long as they're Morelia, then, you know, that's a that's close. We gotta, you know, in the end, we can we can sneak a chondril in there eventually. So, I'm telling you, as soon as I get out, as soon as Owen comes over here, and he well, sees the one that I have, he's gonna be sucked in. That's all. all Owen, Owen has got his own list of things that need to come into his collection before we start like delving into I'm telling it, you him. know. He's gonna buy things. You watch. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep. You guys will be selling all, got all your chondros or all your carpets and doing nothing but chondros. I can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, there you go. I'll wake up one so, day and be like, what happened? <laughs> there you go. Um, you still got all your carpets, right? Owen? Uh, what happened to Owen? I may have lost Owen. You broke it. No, you we're broke back. everything. We're... <laughs> You've broken everything. I, I can't uh, understand how you screwed that up. <laughs> Owen, where are you? You muted me. Owen, where are you? You, you no, muted I unmuted. me. You pushed the no. button. No, I'm you telling you, I muted me. <laughs> I unmuted you, and you weren't there. It was still the headphones. It was weird. I've never right seen here. it. <laughs> right uh, here. Anyway, we're back. Okay, so yeah, there we go. That was uh, five years, ladies and gentlemen. We've been screwing around, and we still don't know what the still hell can't we're get it right. Here. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so, all right. Let's see. Next we have let's let's do the calendar contest and let's get that. Um, yeah. Going. Huh. All right, so we've uh we shit the bunk this year um on when we were gonna <laughs> do it earlier <laughs> because uh we were supposed to have we always do. Park and we there say it every go. year. But we never One do. Day. Yeah. yeah. Maybe <laughs> next year. No, Let's, probably not. Okay, hold on. Are you going to be moving next year, Owen, around this time? No, I'm not going to be moving. No, I will not be moving. I told you, I'm probably going to die in this house. And yes, and same with me. Told me. Yeah, you're just going to die in yours, so it's okay. So we don't have We're to done. worry about anybody moving. So next year, we should be able to do it when we said we were going to do it and have it for Tinley Park. But right. I digress. Uh, so we're going to kick off the 
2018 calendar contest. Uh, we're going to start it yeah. tonight. Um, we're going to run it to uh, basically Halloween night or uh, or November 1st at 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's where we're going to close it. If you don't get your pictures in, there's no sending us emails and da 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 da. Done. No, it's know. a it's a hard line this year. We're no none of this <laughs> bullshit. You yeah. Know, put it on. Jim from Morgantown is really cracking down. He is making sure that we have our shit Stop together. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Do um, you have any idea what it's been like living with him after the five-year show? I mean, uh, I'm sure it's wonderful. Horrible. <laughs> um, all right. So needless to say, we only want high-quality photos. We want photos that are going to yes. go into a calendar. Um, last year, everybody yes. did a great job with coming up. We don't want no crappy phone pics. We don't, well. Take it out of the tub. I'm not necessarily against phone pics because the phone, the the cameras that are in phones today are a lot better better than they were five years ago. But But we don't want like uh, dirty newspaper. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. It's not, it shouldn't be fuzzy. It shouldn't be like a a quick shot that you really like off your phone. Like it, it needs to be something better. And, like, take the time. You know, we don't mind if it's all outside. We don't mind if it's in a light tent. We don't mind if it's in, like, something naturalistic. Like, I think that one carpet that you put up, that red jag from Eric Hernandez, it looks like it's just on sidewalk. That's fine. It's great. Cool. I love it. So, it's just do something a little bit more uh, than just taking a picture of your animal sitting on newspaper. If you have... A naturalistic setup in the cage, more power to you. It's even better. So, there you go. Yes. Um, the other the thing categories. is, um, yes, the category. So, um, we added Morelia, et cetera, last year. We're going to continue to go mm-hmm. with that. Um, basically, mm-hmm. that last category, um, any reptile you want. So, Whatever you got um, that uh, you're working with, put it in there. It could be a gecko. It could be a snake. It could be a monitor. It could be uh, – what else did we get? I don't know. Uh, turtles. Spider. Uh, we had frogs. I, we yeah. don't care. <laughs> Just put it in there. So yeah. now, of course, the other categories are, which you and I got to talk, why is IJ number one? I disagree with this immediately because I just <laughs> like seven. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah. The categories are, of course, we have IJ, which is pictures of your IJs. Um, does that include IJ morphs, like like uh, IJ jags, stuff like that? Uh, I would say you have a better shot if you put in just pure I. Now it can be a morph, but it could be a granite, exanic granite, okay, you know, stuff like that. All right. So pure IJ morphs, and then of course we have Darwin, which again pure Darwin morphs. Then we have jungle, coastal. Diamonds, Inlands, Breadlie, Bolins, which uh, Ari – it was very hard with Bolins last year, and then Ari's like, look at this wild one, and then everybody lost. So, yeah. um, <laughs> Condro, Rough Scales. Oh. Um, then we have the Morph Project, which is – it can be any morph, which is – it could be a mutt, mix, whatever the hell. It's just a, a morph of yep. Morelia, and then we have, of course, the Morelia, etc., which, honest to God, you could put a tortoise in there. We don't care. Just make sure it's cool-looking. 
Um, last year, I think the Owen Pelly Python didn't the Owen Pelly Python win Morelia, etc. Because, I mean, it's fucking Owen Pelly Python. Uh, no. Well, yeah, yeah, it did because it was Owen Pelly. Yes. So did that win? Yeah. And that was also uh, Morelia of the Year. Morelia of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, throughout the the whole point of this is that you submit the picture, we put it in the calendar, we turn out the calendar. If your animal is selected, you get a free calendar. And if your animal is picked as Morelia of the Year, you get to come on with us the following year and judge the new calendar as well as Morelia of the Year. So it's really kind of cool. Um I hate it because I'm not allowed to submit pictures because I'm a host of this damn show. So, um, very big hindrance. Um, but <laughs> you guys should all do it. It's freaking awesome. So, uh, and I, of course I have my calendar. I use it to mark down things that I observe in the room, um, breedings, things like that. Uh, when eggs are laid, when they're due, it's just kind of a quick thing for me. Plus it's, uh, some great pictures on there. So, Definitely yeah. submit it. Um, you have time now. Uh, run out and start taking pictures of those animals. And again, you have till Halloween night to submit all your pictures. If you email me on November first, God help you. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, the one thing that we want to point out is that um, we're going to put it over on Morelia Pick of the Week. We're going to pin it to yeah, the we're top. Pin it. Mm-hmm. And uh, just put all the pictures there. But when you're posting up your picture, make sure yep. you put what category yep. you're entering the animal in and just yep. a small comment about the animal. Uh, what's the pairing that it came from? Is it a certain morph? Is it a certain type of, you know, if it's a jungle, is it a highlighter jungle? Whatever you want to say about, uh, you know, did you produce it? Uh, you know, whatever. Um, but just, just a little comment about what the animal is, but the most important thing is please put what category you're submitting the picture for, um, or that way count. Correct. Um, there you go. Let's see. And some of the rules, uh, all entries must be the pick of your, of a snake that you own. Like you can't go over to a different group, take a picture, bring it back and say, Oh, I'm submitting this pic. No. Uh-uh. They have, they have uh uh. Dick move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do, I don't necessarily. You make the exception of if it is an animal that you photographed in the wild. Yes. It That's can the, yeah. it. Yes. Because Absolutely. you took the picture, but you have to have taken the picture of the wild animal. You can't go through old Nat Geo books and submit those pictures. We had that last year when we had the Owen Pelly Python and we had the Bolins Python. So, you know, it, yeah, Ari didn't own that Bolins, but he took the damn picture standing in Indonesia, so we counted it. So yes. there you go. So if you are in the United States trying to pass off a wild carpet python picture, I'm going to call bullshit on that immediately. So right. unless you're Nick, Nick can get away with that. Right. So, and a few other people. Anyway, so just that's those are the rules there. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, once yeah. the uh, once it's closed, 
Uh, we'll put the pictures together. We'll judge. We'll get it going uh, so that um, – uh, we'll have it by the next show, the next show from there, like what the winners will be. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that'll be, uh, that'll be that. And, uh, we got a new, Hopefully. I got a lead on a, on a new, uh, company, uh, nice. we'll submit to pictures. Uh, I think, I think it was like a two week turnaround time, uh, which would That's put awesome. us right about, you know, you figure it's a two weeks turnaround time get them in hand, say another two weeks, uh, to get them out, you know, to get them mailed out and everything. You're probably like looking December. at, you know, December. So it would be right on time. So, uh, oh my God. you know, <laughs> yeah, we just might make it work. Owen. <laughs> so that's why it's like, I'm pretty sure I got mine in March. So <laughs> <it's> like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so hopefully it works out this year and, uh, we get nice, uh, nice calendar, uh, I think you know. I think the calendars look good every year. So, and I, I think there's something cool that we try to churn out every year. And it's really like like when I was first getting into carpet pythons, I literally had these reptile excuse me, I had these reptile magazines that I would like that had pictures of little ears like tiger jags and diamonds and all sorts of shit. And I would like and I didn't like I read them, but then I kept them. All the other reptiles magazines I like got rid of somehow, but I kept those just because I wanted to look at the pictures and be like, you know, one freaking day that way. So, but that, and that's kind of what these calendars are for. It's like, it, it, it shows you what you could potentially get, what you could potentially become of your project. So, and, and it also shows you what a lot of people are working on. So you definitely should uh, get participate in the calendar, purchase the calendar, all that fun stuff. So it, it's going to be a cool thing. And it's a good way to get your name out there, by the way. Yeah, uh, you can build you your know. name like you're supposed to. Right. So uh, yeah, so um, I'll get the, I'll get that posted up so everybody can take a look at it and just post right onto the post. Post the picture. Post what the animal is and what category you're putting it under, um, and a little bit of info about the animal. Doesn't have to be a big long paragraph. I don't need, you know, we don't have to have lineage to go back to. That won't get you any point, you know. That, <laughs> 1995 that's or yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I don't care. <laughs> so, um, okay, so let's get back into, uh, you know, okay, so we talked about the online sales of snakes, you know, and then the yeah. other aspect of it is going to the show. Um, yes. I think Owen, you're probably more versed at this than me. You have more yes. shows under your belt than me. But yes. we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, prepping for a show. I know earlier, Owen, myself, and Matt are all, you know, uh, you know, talking to each other about, you know, making sure that uh, who's p- picking up who and what you got to pack and making sure that everything's together, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You know, it's, right. it's a lot that goes into this, especially a show it's that a you have ton. to travel quite a bit. So how do you prep yeah. for the show? Sheer, unadulterated panic. I mean, just immediately panic for at least 10 minutes and then bring, you know, put yourself back together. But anyway, um, <laughs> the, 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 when it comes to show prep, the best thing to do is just have a checklist. Just, just write it down and then just start checking them off as you go. And that comes to what's in the show bucket, what you need to bring, what you need to check on what animals you got to bring, what animals you don't have to bring, what animals you should check on before you go, just check them all off. 
and as you go, just, just, just start knocking them down. And then before you know it, you're set and ready to roll. For a big show like Tinley Park, you need a few days of prep. You know, Hamburg, I will spend the rest of my week as normal. I won't feed the babies. And then Friday night, I pack everybody up, go to bed. Wake up, throw everyone in the car, go to the show, come home, put everyone back in their cages. We're done. It's a one-day deal. Um, For a weekend show, it's kind of the same thing. It just lasts a little bit longer. For a big show like Tinley, you need to be under the consideration that the animals are not going to be in their cages for a couple days. I mean, my guys are going to get packed up uh, Thursday night. I'm sorry, they're going to get packed up Wednesday night. I'm sorry. They're going to get packed up tomorrow night, and then they're going to be dropped off with you tomorrow mor- uh, Thursday morning. And then right. they're going to go out to Chicago. And then they won't be back in their cages until Monday night. And that's a pretty long haul for the little guys to be without their stuff. So um, you need to take that into consideration. So, like, tonight I made sure everybody had built-to-the-brim water bowls. Um, uh, I didn't feed anybody Sunday because I didn't want anybody getting upset and throwing up in a deli cup on Wednesday because I was trying to get them all packed up and ready to roll. Um, And you just have to be kind of aware of those kinds of things. I'm going to be bringing, uh, I have to throw a spray bottle of uh, water into, um, or, or some small, or a small water dish into my show bucket because at the show, if I see somebody that looks like they're maybe a little bit dry, I'll give them a little, thing of water to drink it's kind of like a here you go um because it's been awfully cold i had to make sure i had my heat cable which i didn't have uh the past couple shows during the summertime um and it's just something you need to consider is you have to make sure you have everything to keep the animals happy and healthy because the last thing you want to do is go out to a show and do harm to the animals because you're trying to sell them you don't want anybody getting sick because you're going out there and doing all this stuff. Um, probably your main concern is just probably trying to keep the animals alive and healthy as as much as you can when they're out of their normal circumstances, their, their environment, or if you will. So, um, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it gets harder. Uh, the more time you spend outside of it, you got to worry about, heat packs, heat cables. You were talking about um, a box. I don't have a huge box, so I might actually end up throwing um, my guys in a cooler if I can manage it. I have to figure out which one, though. So, yeah. Yeah, what I did is um, I noticed that um, the last year when I went to Tinley, um, so Owen's right. Uh, there's a different approach to if you're going and doing a, a local show as opposed to a show where you're traveling, you know, we're traveling what, like 14 hours to get to Tinley park. Um, and we're leaving uh, early Thursday morning, uh, which means mm. that we'll get there sometime Thursday night, which means the animals will be basically in that, 
box uh, Thursday night. Uh, we set up Friday, so they'll be in the display Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We unpack, they go back into the box, and then Monday we leave, uh, which means, like you said, they'll be back Monday night. So you have to prepare. Um, you know, one of the things that I never would have thought about um, uh, is is bringing a heat pack, you know, for when you're mm-hmm. traveling. Um, so what I did this year is I ordered one of those big boxes, uh, from, uh, ship your reptiles. Uh, it's like the reptile pack, so to speak, you know, like yeah. a one-time shipping thing. Uh, so I ordered that came today. Uh, it's given me plenty of room, uh, to put the animals in and I'll be able to put heat packs on both sides of it. It's nice and warm, uh, because I'm assuming it's colder out there than it is here. And it's pretty cold here at night. So. Probably. And the fact that they'll be in, uh, you know, in that box. So, but the thing of it is too, you want to think about, uh, you know, well, I mean, the greatest thing would be to sell all your animals. So you're bringing no animals home, man, that would be awesome. But (laughs) the reality is that that usually doesn't happen. So uh, you have to make sure you have heat packs going and coming, you know, Uh, Mm. coming back. You have to have the heat packs as well. Obviously you could probably buy them at a reptile show if you wanted uh, I, I would yeah, guess that they would sell them there. Expensive. You already got it. You know why? Right. Screw with it. Yeah. Right. Um, I got the show bucket too. Uh, you know, uh, like one of the things that you know, I, I just went through it today. Um, you make sure you have your things like your keys to your display. I mean, you don't want to be. You. Yeah. <laughs> How bad would it be to be? To be at, that at, asshole. You know, who can't open up his displays and has to break them all. Oh, you did that? Yeah. I, oh. Of course I did. You, you didn't I, pay that? I, no, I didn't say that for that. <laughs> That's why, oh, well. I was just saying it because. I thought you were an asshole. No, no of course no, I, I, I. Come on. You knew oh, that. I forgot about that, man. Now I, that you're saying it, it's keys. kind of remembering. You remember? Yeah. I, I left my keys at my house and I had these were my old displays that had the security bar with the jewel lock on it so I had uh-huh. to break every single security bar which was just this clear piece of acrylic I had to like snap it in order to open up the displays um and it was a Hamburg show so I ended up like doing like $300 worth of damage to my displays just to sell like a $150 snake that day and nothing else I mean oh, like wow. The rage that was boiled. It probably didn't sell anything because I was pissed off behind my table the entire time. <laughs> so, uh, oh man! Now I have new displays, and they came with like extra, extra keys. So I have a ton of keys, some of which are actually on my keychain that I need for like my car. So right. I well, now you're being smart. See? So yeah. Learn, learn through us, and learn and from don't... Owen's mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that way, uh, you don't run into the same problem, but, um, uh, yeah, just simple things like that. I think Owen was the one that turned me on to the heat cable, uh, you know, running the heat Mm -hmm. cable. So the first year we had the heat cable, but we didn't have a thermostat. Now, you know, this year we had, well, last year we had a thermostat. So we plugged the heat cable into the thermostat. Good to go. You know, um, things like a thermostat or am I? Uh, actually, I don't have an extra one now. 
So I have, I get, uh, well, see, I'm glad we had this conversation. So, um, <laughs> see that I will, I will grab one. Uh, so. Okay. Um, and then you got things like, um, you know, uh, uh, what, what do you put in the animal in when you sell it? Um, you know, do you have deli cups or snake bags? And if you have snake bags, do you have twist ties? If you have, um, not and twist also, ties, zip ties. Well, when it comes to that, you should also consider what is it like? Like in the summertime, honest to God, I'll start putting more animals into uh, bags because I've had this year recently, I had somebody who bought an animal from me and I put it in a deli cup and they put it in one of the souvenir bags you get at the reptile show and kept walking around the show in the middle of July and the baby cooked in the deli cup. So, Yikes. and honestly, God, that's only, that's only, it's a mistake you only make once, but yeah. you know, um, and that's just, it, it, that'll happen. So honest to God, more times in the summer, I'll put it in the snake bag. Because a lot of times a baby snake or an animal will do better in a bag if it's really, really hot as opposed to a deli cup. Right. So. <clears throat> well, that's good to know. Um, yeah. Any special equipment you use, you know, that you use for shows that. Uh, I got a temp gun. Um, obviously, if you're going to be selling animals at a show i have the square credit card reader that yep. goes onto your phone um mm-hmm. and that's become very helpful with a lot of things uh the other thing for shows um i have an acrylic plastic cleaner that is non-toxic that i can use for if something poops or if i got to scrub off the acrylics to make sure they're nice and clean I took mm-hmm. a page out of your book and I bought brand new lights and put uh, bright, they're called daylight LED bulbs. Mm-hmm. So our table might be the brightest thing in Tinley Park, like <laughs> surface of the sun. I don't right. know. Um, we'll see. Uh, so I got that. Obviously, you got to have, you know, a surge protector, um, which I have to get a new one and put it in the bin. Uh, I have some long extension cords because you never know how far you are away from power. Um, and a temp gun. The best thing I think you could ever include in your show bucket is a temp gun. I have a little reptile basics one that I use that it's just it just needs to be there. Because uh, like that one year when we didn't have a thermostat for the heat cable, uh, we needed to keep checking to make sure nobody overheated. And that's, mm-hmm. honest God, the best way you can react to what's going on because I'll pack probably – I have two heat packs in my show bucket. I'll probably keep a few more because if you guys – because I want to make sure you guys can get in and out of the hotel without getting, like, stopped and having a bunch of display cases with snakes on the side might stop you. So I'm probably going to put my guys in a cooler so you guys can move them in and them out. But a cooler can overheat real quick if I have a 72-hour heat pack in there in the wrong place. Um, Mm -hmm. Very little ventilation. So I'll probably do that, and then the temp gun's right in there. So all i got to do is pop it open every once in a while and shoot the temp gun inside. And if it gets too hot, I'll just take the heat pack out. So one of those things. It does. Battery I have to throw holes in my cooler, and I really don't want to do that. So... Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, but yeah, it's uh, 
it, 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 it's for the show bug, it's really you learn what you need in there, and then you also learn that what you should have in there because it's what makes your life easier and it's what keeps your animals alive. So, yeah, the um, <clears throat> I would say that uh, you know. Uh, extension cords is a big one that mm-hmm. um, that you know you may think or forget about. Um, a power strip is another one you want to make sure you have. Um, you know, uh, I I you know I know Owen, you use like a P touch so to to mark up your displays. So yep. if you got a P touch, make sure you have batteries. Yep. Make sure you have batteries uh, and backup tape because yes. what I learned is that. If you have a P-Touch, you have one of the really big, nice professional ones, the only place to really get the tape that goes with those things is at, like, Staples. Um, if you're out on a show and you want to go to, like, quick, like, Walmart to grab tape, they won't have it. They have their – they have a different kind of label maker that they sell, and that's all you can get from them. So make sure you have backup tape and backup batteries. Batteries isn't that horrible because you always get batteries at places, but make sure you got backup tape so that you can print right. out everything. Um, you get by by having the, the markers and you have good handwriting where I, you know, write like a serial killer. So, um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So you can get by with that. Uh, right. It's kind of kind of easier that way, but you're lucky. So, and it's just the things where, I know it because I've made this mistake and because I've done this. Um, and that's, that's why, I mean, obviously you need to also have a heavy duty tablecloth um, because uh, a lot of times there won't be uh, the tablecloth that they provide. It's just like some paper stuff that goes on top of things. Um, having a really thick tablecloth that can go all the way down the floor allows you to dress up the table, make it look nice. And, so that people don't see all the junk you have underneath your table, which is kind of nice. Um, right. And uh, it, it, it would be uh, – it, it's kind of cool when everything kind of goes together. Like I'm kind of excited to see the table because I have the black tablecloth, the white runner with the logo, and then I got the new white lights. So it's all going to kind of look really kind of cool with the new business cards and stuff. So I'm excited. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's just like kind of – make it your own and and unfortunately you're always going to be constantly learning uh uh keep duct tape in there keep duct tape electrical tape and packing tape in your bucket because duct tape's good for taping down cables and mending shit packing tape is good for if you got to seal up a box or something like that and then electrical tape's good because if you run out of zip ties and need to seal up some snake bags a couple electrical tape will do that too also it's good if your cables start breaking so with those three things you're good there um. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. That's uh. That's 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 all important stuff that yeah that you should not forget for sure. Paper towels mm. is another one. No, I got uh, I got two things of paper towels. I got deli cups of varying size, bunch of snake bags. Um, I got uh. Jeez, I got a bunch of plastic bags for like. Because we kept having like the need for trash bags or something last year, so <laughs> yeah, right. Get those. 
I mean, again, these are stuff you just you, you figure out over the years. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you want people to notice your displays and stuff when you when you go there, and and uh, you want to kind of stand out and kind of look professional. So, you know, mm-hmm. things like uh, making sure that you have, uh, you know, uh, banners and you know all that kind of stuff's important too. And you don't Business have to text. Yeah, that's huge. Even though forty five kids will take them and uh, bastards, you know, <laughs> you'll but just luckily, have to luckily places like Vistaprint and shit have those like 500 cards for like 50 bucks or something stupid like that or even cheaper I think but they have those specials all the time and you're never ever ever gonna run out of that much that quickly so it doesn't matter too much that those little bastards take them all but um so yeah it's okay yeah um yeah, so I guess that's uh I don't know, is there anything else that uh you have as far as uh show prep you can think uh, of? A collapsible hand truck. Get a oh collapsible my God, hand yes. truck. It makes <laughs> things so much easier. So Yeah. Especially with Pinley because would, you gotta yeah, wheel you everything. Park in. all the way out in a lot, you gotta wheel it all the way across. Yeah, it becomes a pain mm-hmm. in the ass. Yeah, I'm gonna so, send you with two of mine, so I was thinking about giving you guys the big ass, like I have a huge like refrigerator dolly, which uh-huh. I can give you guys, but you guys would have to wheel everything out, put everything in, and then you don't want that thing at the table, so you got to take the dolly back out for the freaking uh, trailer, which you could do, but right, I don't know. I was thinking about it. I don't hmm. know if I'm gonna have room in my tiny little putt putt car to get it to <laughs> you guys. So, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, Tinley Park is uh it should be awesome. So I would say this and uh you know before we jump off of here is that if you're gonna yep. be at uh the NARBC, you know, come on by, say hello, introduce yourself. We love meeting new people, meeting old people that we know and have met over the years. Um I think it's gonna be a real good time. Uh mm-hmm. it seems to be that Tinley Park has become the reptile show of the year. Um, so, um, if you have a chance, you definitely should take the opportunity to come out because part of the, the, the magic of Tinley park is the fact that it's a couple days. So, you know, everybody does the show and then they go and they hang out and they, you know, they got the auction and, and, and all that stuff. Um, you get to see like, uh, everybody that, uh, you know, uh, has grown up their babies, from the past year and, and, and there should be some cool stuff there, you know, regardless of what you're into. Uh, because I think the top breeders from, from, especially from around the U S definitely make their way, uh, to Tinley mm-hmm. park to check out, uh, what, what people have going on. So, um, should be really cool. Um, and, uh, I don't know, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we're basically uh, a day away, and we'll be on the road now that we're it's almost twelve o'clock at night. Not so. well, you will be. I will be staying here and waiting. So, um, <laughs> uh, I have to leave yeah, the good. office at eleven o'clock on Friday to make sure I can get down to where I got to catch the leave my car and catch the train to get to Philly International. 
to get on a plane to make sure I'm out to you guys, uh, which unfortunately I'm landing right around the time of when, you know, I mean, when does setup start? Because I'm going to be landing at like six. So I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Um, I'll ask Matt. So um, <laughs> it's because he's the one who's coming to get my ass. So um, it, it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to get there. It's going to be one of the ends of a very long day. So, uh, and then we still got to set up and get ready to go for Tinley the show. So we'll see. Hopefully it's a good yeah. show. Hopefully it's a good time. So, yeah, I think it will be. I think it will be, it uh, be. will be awesome. Yeah. So, look forward to seeing everybody there. Um, as far as uh, I guess, with that, we'll uh, we'll we'll start to close down the shop. And um, uh, next week we're going to be doing the post Tinley Park show. Um, so we're going to call on you guys out there if you have any picks of uh, animals that you see or breeders uh, that you picked up. Uh, you know. Uh, I'm sorry, I said that backwards. Animals yes, that breeders have or animals that you picked up at the show, uh, please share it with us. Uh, go over to Morelia Pick of the Week and, and, and post up what you got, and we'll talk about it on next week's show. Maybe if you have a story or something like that, feel free if you want to send a message or something like that, or heck, man, even call in next week. Um, you know, that'll be awesome. But um, <clears throat> we'll put it up uh, on Morelia Pick of the Week so that, uh, you know, uh, we can uh, check it out. Luckily, uh, with this type of show, uh, Owen and I are able to uh, jump off and sort of run around the show and check things out. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to uh, give you a rundown of uh, what we saw and uh, some of the highlights yeah. of the show if you're not able to get out there um, and uh, and what happened. So um so look for that, and I'm sure if you're not going, I'm sure that uh, Facebook will be blowing up all weekend with pictures. And you will uh, be tortured. It's yeah. going to be that way. You, of, know, uh, so you must now watch. So. Yeah. So, um, okay, so we'll run down the list. Uh, yeah. org. Uh, make sure you go over there and uh, sign up for their mailing list, uh, become a member. Um if you're breeding reptiles, you definitely should be a member of USR. Uh, they're doing amazing things for the community. And uh, like we said earlier, just think, where would we be without them? Um, so ship your reptiles, which is uh, just so everybody knows, if you're buying an animal in Tinley Park, say you walk up to Owen's table and you say, I have to have that snake. but And I he will let you take it. And I took a plane and I don't. I don't want to buy it because I don't want to, I don't know what to do. How do I do it? You can go over to that ship your reptile. Stop you. yes. Yeah. And they will take that animal and they will send it off to you so that you receive it when you get home. So don't forget about that. Um, I'm sure they'll have a booth set up for ship your reptiles and the reptile report. Uh, so be sure to, uh, um, you know, uh, to think about that when you're looking around and you see the animal that you definitely have to have, but uh, you know, you're afraid about traveling with the animal, especially if you're flying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, ship your reptiles is awesome. I use them all the time. Um, as far as us, Morelia Python radio, if you like the podcast and you want to learn more about Morelia, then check out Morelia Python radio.com. 
uh, just so everybody knows, uh, the uh, uh, website uh, server that I use is doing some kind of upgrade. So I'm probably in 2017 going to be going through and redoing MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Um, so look for and EB Morelia for that matter. Um, but um, they're they're making a more modern look to it and whatnot. So. Uh, should be cool. I'm sure it'll take me a long time, but um, I think uh, we'll be worth it in the end. But right now, uh, it's pretty cool over there. Uh, you can go and if you go over to the home page of Marissa. Oh, if uh, for whatever reason. Uh, you want to get an idea of what the pictures look like or one of the ones that won and you didn't, you weren't able to get a calendar. You can check it out there. And uh, next year, the winners will be up there. So they'll change over. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you have any questions or comments for us about the show, future guests, they want to hear, uh, you can send them to info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. You can check us out on Facebook. We're also on Twitter uh, at MoreliaPython. Um, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or whatever podcast app you happen to use. Uh, you can help us spread the word by sharing the shows. Uh, we appreciate it. And the breeders that volunteer their time do as well. Uh, so, you know, be sure to do that. Um, as far as myself, EB Morelia, you can check out my uh, website at ebmorelia.com. And my email is Eric at EB Morelia. I will have uh, lots of uh, cool snakes uh, this Tinley Park. Um, I started taking pictures of stuff today. I've been posting them up. Uh, I have tiger stuff, tiger head albino, some cool ocelot, uh, supposedly ocelot jags head albino. Um, <laughs> you can't really tell if they're, they're ocelot, ocelot or not, but they're ocelot. Yeah, they came from the ocelot line, but uh, I think they're they that's kind of a polygenic type of deal. So. Um, I have some of that stuff. Uh, so if you, um, you can follow me on, uh, my Facebook page is EB Morelia. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Uh, so if any of those things you want to check out, you can follow me there. Um, that's all I got. Go ahead, Owen. Cool. Uh, what I got is you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. Uh, you can also find rogue reptiles on facebook.com by just searching rogue reptiles. Uh, at Tinley Park, I'm going to be bringing caramels, super caramels, caramel jags, uh, maybe a super caramel jag. He might be. We'll take a look at him. Uh, tigers, possibly some jungles, and possibly some other coastals as well. Um, you have to come and check that stuff out. Uh, it's going to be a great show. We hope to see everybody there. Uh, if you are going to Hamburg, I will not be at my table but Amanda from Ugly Snake Industries in Pennsylvania, she's running my table, so she will be there. So drop by, say hi to her. She's got some cool stuff, Gamma Jag stuff, um, Coastal Tiger stuff. She's got a lot of great stuff. So that's all I got, and that's all we got. So we're going to say good night. We will catch everybody who's going to be at Tinley on Saturday at Tinley. Uh, first round is on Eric. And that's a promise. So um, <laughs> shut up, you. Um, so um, if uh, if you're not going to make it, Tinley, 
we're just going to make you feel real bad and make you have to come out next year. So we will catch everybody here next week for Post Timley and for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night.